episode of Cleveland Moto Podcast number 299. Holy fuck. We're on the precipice. We're this close, guys. Yeah. Teetering. We are teetering on 300. Yeah. So for 299, we thought we'd have a very special guest, long distance rider today, and also fucking whiskey dance. Smorgasbord. It is whiskey. Smorgasbord of fucking great whiskeys. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to my left is Jake. Jake, your whole name is Jake Vandervoort. Again, we don't have a Vanderhorst anymore. No. We got no. a Vandervoort now. Different Dutch name to fill the void. <laughs> That's exactly right. What's your opinion of comedians? <laughs> just uh, asking. The you world know. needs one more. Yeah. Never, never met him. So. Yeah. Actually, no, no, just in general. Yeah, mm. no, never met any comedians. Okay, beautiful. Do you have any jokes Except you'd like? Guys. Since you and Chris uh, Smith seat, you're going to have to tell a joke tonight. You will have to tell oh, one shit. joke before the night's over. <laughs> yeah, so start Googling. Go along with that. Start Googling huh? Yeah, that's, so, a good, he, that's what he does. So, so, Jake, who are you and where are you from and what's going on here? Uh, well, I'm uh, from Old Forge, New York, uh, Albany area originally, but uh, just going on a trip, lost my job, so I got got nothing holding me to the area anymore, and I've... This is my first long distance trip, so. And you're on a skateboard? Yep. yep. You opened up a can of fuck. Uh, trying to hit some <laughs> sick curves. <laughs> no, what, sick what'd you jumps? ride down? Uh, it's a KLR 650. It's a 08. Okay. And, uh, I was burning a ton of oil, but uh, thankfully the the guys uh, fixed it for me. We'll talk about that too. We'll talk about that in the podcast. Yep. And where does your end destination? Where are you going? I don't really have an end destination. I have to go see my grandparents in Florida. That's the only. Check mark I have to make on the list. So you're so. everybody is envious of you right now. You're on a, a nondescript trip. Go somewhere warm and then probably continue riding until I get a sore ass. So the map behind you know, for our podcast listeners are like looking at our monitor. That's what do you, uh, uh, the red call, dots where he's from. About what do you, an hour north of Utica. What do you call two gay male dinosaurs? Oh, uh, Day mill? Me- Mega sore asses. <laughs> Mega <Megasaurus>. sore <laughs> I was trying to think of Lickasaurus. I was like, yeah. Yeah. what do you call uh, it? <laughs> wait, I forgot. Wait, uh, that's later. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I think I, think I know where but we're wait, headed. Okay. So yeah, okay. what do you call two gay female di- dinosaurs? Okay. Lick a lot of pussies. Lick a lot of yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that's it. Well, Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so Thanks happy for to stopping. be here. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was Friday, so I thought I was going to... Miss it. You thought you were getting lucky bit. enough to breeze on through yeah. without hitting it. And we've had a few other people who are podcast listeners who've come through on a Friday only to find out we'd already done it the night before. Ah. And so that's the thing about the new modified podcast Ooh. schedule is Happy sometimes accidents. call ahead. Call ahead. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be on the podcast, call ahead. Reserve your spot. And to mm-hmm. Jake's left. Dan Kromke. Dan, yes. We're going to get to your fucking offerings in a minute. <laughs> the ring of the heat. Holy shit. The yeah. gauntlet. I, seriously, that is the gauntlet. That is that is a lot of brown liquor. And to your left? Steve Hofford. How long ago were you in New York? Uh, eight Two hours. Ago. <laughs> eight hours. <laughs> I just got back. Yeah, and show me on the doll. Show me on the doll where the man touched you. <laughs> oh, right there. <laughs> right there. You guys both came from the exact same spot in New York. Right. Yeah, upstate as fuck. I mean, literally in the middle of upstate New York. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on the it. COVID chart, you've gone from low to you've gone from <laughs> yellow to red. Well done. I know. Yep. Right. Or, 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 they said that in Hamilton County, which is where Speculator is. Uh-huh. Where is that? Uh, we're Herkimer, but Herkimer. Yeah. Herkimer. Yeah. They said in Hamilton County there were like six cases. Yeah, in yep. the entire yeah. county. 
I've known zero people in my town that have had it. So. Right, because it would be almost impossible to. Everybody would know, right. yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. It would be almost impossible to know. Well, and because of this, we've added extra tables and extra spacing. We did we've open the table the up thing. just a little yeah. bit because I felt like today with us going into the red and mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with Cleveland, well, I'm sorry, Ohio having over 2,000 cases two days in a row. Right. I thought it'd be fun to just give us a little more space. You know? And the weather outside was too gnarly for Fuck us to be sitting that. I didn't want I to really. wood, by the way. I didn't want to admit that to the podcast. I mean, we're, we have chicken out. wood to this podcast. Yeah, well, we had the whole <laughs> barrel last I week. I don't obviously. think it was so much the cold as wet. Because a machinery <laughs> yeah. does not deal with no, wet and very well. We really couldn't do what we do outside today. It was so wet all day long, yeah. and it's about 44 degrees out there right and now. So I went from 80 degrees. COVID loves the humidity. And speculator, it yeah. was 80. Yeah. But wasn't it like 32, like two weeks ago or something? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was below zero. I mean, it was below, not below zero, but below freezing. Right, right. Uh, for, you know, well, I mean, you were right. I mean, it's been like wavering, yeah. but below zero and whatever. But then when I left today, it, by the time I got, like right when I got to the edge of the park, 80 degrees. When I got into Cleveland, 40 to like 49 yeah. degrees. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing good there, man. Nothing good there at all. I I did want to bring. I was gonna ride the military KLR up here. Oh yeah, but I'm just like because I know you have the KLR, but I'm like eh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Too you chilly. Yeah, thanks for not cramping my style. Cooler <laughs> one up in the KLR. No, so, yeah, I didn't. So want to do I that. Wanted, jamming you up. I wanted to bust Jake's balls right. when I first saw his bike. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you have hard bags on the side. Where's your? And then he was like, no, no. I have a milk crate. There's a milk crate. On the back. Yeah. So he is officially. not letting anything slide on the milk crate. He is officially yeah. a KLR guy. Yeah, I'm on the yeah. Facebook group, so I got, all, right. I got yeah. all the tricks. That's true. You're, you're representing well, my friend. Uh, Kawasaki well. part number KR. <laughs> A-T-E. M-C-K-R-8. <laughs> yeah. yeah. M-C-K-R-8. Yeah. M-L-K. M-L-K. M-L-K K-R-8. Perfect. We've done it. We've got there. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh and that's here, come on. Realistically, if you're gonna have a KLR, I don't care how much you've got on the front of the KLR, on the back of it it's gotta have a fucking milk crate. Just just to keep the dream alive. The uh C T nineties too though. It, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, same with Ducatis. If you look under the seat, they have Prosciutto or Prosciutto. 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 You literally have the Prosciutto and Prosecco in one. I know. I was doing it. You got ham and champagne. It was. It was a little. That's the worst champagne ever. Prosciutto infused. Prosciutto. Salty. It is salty. Ooh, that's got a strong finish. I'll try. Man. I tried. And the Hoffs left. And uh, yep, and to his left, uh, yes, Johnny Mac. Uh, I brought some Amish meats and cheeses. Very good, and and some weird like you can tell if people have uh, masturbated recently. Oh, okay, yeah, we were having fun with UV light and a UV flashlight and yep. UV dye and UV dye. Yeah, right. I'm sorry that you had to see for that. <laughs> bodily fluids. Everybody was checked for cum stains. Right. Everybody passed. True. Nobody, none were present. No, well, yeah, no stains you, you were present. Did you check that, Phil's too. back? <laughs> uh, actually, we had a, a small hit on yeah. on our guest on our, roll, on our world traveler. On One our small hit, right spot, nowhere to look. But that yeah. really could have just rubbed off when you. It could have been somewhere. from anywhere. <laughs> I'm not used, willing to. You use the public toilet or something. Right. I spent a couple of days in Cleveland now. That's uh, it. Yeah. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. Well done. Well, I live in Lakewood, and they say you know, yeah. in Lakewood, if you drop your keys, you got to kick them into Cleveland before you pick them That's up. That's right. This is true. <laughs> Why is that, John? I don't know this story can you elaborate please a little you'll have to ask ben 
Dover? Ben Dover. Ben Dover. If you could reach up and grab me the remote control for that television, it's behind that black thing, the telephone. I don't know if you can reach it yeah, without yeah. kicking out the cord. Let me just apologize right now for yeah. the Camaro-centric Wait, are those my filters? polarities. I'm not yes. trying to offend anybody. I, those are your filters. I just yeah, do I'm it naturally. That's why I brought white claws. I just there do you it. go. <laughs> Sleepy. Yes. I really, that little drawstring that little black bag satchel there, underneath, yeah. That belongs to I think to that's Dan. mine. Yep, that's Dan's. Ready? Yep. There you go. Cool. All right. Everybody's sorted out. Everybody's got the parts they needed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to my left. Oh, me, Steve, Sleepy. And, That's right. And uh, I'm just happy to be inside. It's not cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. It's Today was today was fierce. Yeah. Yep. And then your humble narrator, Phil Waters. Uh, yeah, just to kind of bring people up to speed. We now, like a couple of days ago, we were all riding bikes, and it was fine. It was great, and it was cool, and everything was great, and it was the best weather ever, and the leaves were turning, and fuck, it was the perfect day to go ride. We um, on, And on we turned to corner today. Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. So we did the fall leaf ride mm-hmm. with uh, Cliff Rogue and all the guys and all yeah. the stuff. And it was crazy because Wednesday of last week, everything was green. Yes. And then Saturday, yeah. it was like fucking fall was like boom. Yeah, they turned on fast. So yeah. it was a great ride. We had a really good, right. really good fun time on Sunday. I, yeah, I rode cool. almost all day yesterday, too. And that, after that little sprinkly rain we had and the mm-hmm. sun came out, it was like even better than mm. Sunday, it was yeah. amazing. And that's hard to get because Sunday was I like couldn't believe seventy it, or something. Like, it's it was not going to be better yeah. than that. It right. was. Yeah, it nailed. It was epic. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. was. It so. was a good weekend. I think Saturday's. I think we probably should ride Saturday. I think it's going to be a good day. Saturday. I did miss uh, the the fall colors ride because I was painting my house because it was an actually beautiful day, but I did save a little bit of time after I got done what I needed to get done yeah. to take the CB one out for a ride. I put about fifty miles on it. Yeah. I just rode out west, turned around Avon, came back. I was doing some high-speed testing for this shootout that may never happen with uh, <laughs> Nick. With Nick, because he's got the Suzuki Bandit Bandit 400, mm-hmm. and you've got the CV1. Mm-hmm. CV1 ripoff bike. It's a worthy shootout. I mean, it's a totally worthy shootout. Like, any way you slice it, that's a cool shootout. I... Uh, fairly easily achieved an indicated speed of 110. It's Whoa! I managed to get about. I was at, I was just That's pretty cool. much just like cruising at yeah. ninety five to hundred most uh-huh. of the way out ninety because hey it's a nice road and everything yeah. I, I did all right I missed the one stake trooper though avoided him that was nice that's nice to miss him yeah uh, but uh, yeah it was fun I enjoyed that uh, coming back okay so then I went packed past my house and started heading east and then that's when it started dying. I started gas starvation. I have a fuel flow problem because right. of no fuel pump or whatever. It runs so great. the gas got low in the tank. Yeah, and I think even though I really I burnt the tank out really good, but I've still every once in a while I'm getting some little flakes and chunks of rust mm-hmm. from that whole endeavor. So I really want to pull apart my petcock, check everything. I think something's also plugging up because I know I was able the one summer to run it with no fuel pump. Okay. And I was able to get down and switch over to reserve and stuff, so I don't know what's going on with it mm. now. But, but it, I, I got and I was like, well, is this dump like pour, you know sucking the gas dry? I filled up with gas. I used like uh, not even a gallon of gas. I got you know when I filled up, it was like thirty eight miles. So I got thirty eight miles out of one tank out of less than a gallon of gas. Okay. And yeah. that was at like a hundred mile an hour average. <laughs> like yeah. I was right. fucking yeah. reefing well on done. it. Well so. Done. I know it's not over-consuming fuel or anything like that, right. but yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, that's 
there's and nothing. There's no slouch running a 400 cc bike at over 100 miles per hour. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is. It's perfectly happy to do that. It's just screaming. It's but, just screaming its damn guts. But up. you get used to it, and it's just like, you know, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so good. Up I there, kept, right? you know, keeping an eye on the temperature gauge. It never even got warm. It never it didn't do anything stupid or anything like that. It was perfectly happy. I, I did the same thing leaving that ride. Um, I went home and I, I was on my 850, the mm-hmm. the 80 GS 850. Yep. And I did the ton at least because I had the the GPS on my phone. Right. So I had 103. Oh well. Yeah. And I, but the same thing. It was just right. I was like, yeah. And like the speed on really goes to eighty five, so it just sat at eighty five for a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh when it hits eighty five, is it just pinned? Oh, it's just. Pinned. It doesn't sneak past no, eighty five. No, it's yeah. just pinned. And so like you know you're going faster than mm-hmm. eighty. But I put the old GPS on the phone and right. Yeah, one hundred and three on the old eight fifty with with the blown out fork seals and, yeah. and brakes that are questionable. So that was it was fun. It's totally fun. Good time. Yeah. Well, you know, some people would say, well, that bike's that bike's been laid up and you know for a long time and right. hasn't exactly. really been ridden a lot. And some people might say, well, you really want to take it easy, but I don't know. I guess I'm just left brained or whatever. I feel like that bike needs to get its neck wrung and just yeah. fucking sing a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Just to fucking, yeah. you know, reseat the valve, just get yep. it fucking, let's see what it does. The Italian you know? tune-up goes a long way yeah, in my life. You want world. a little Pavarotti yeah. in your life. You know? Yeah, that's that's exactly I right. I want fuel flowing through those jets. <laughs> I want everything doing everything it can. For the other, speaking of... I want oil sloshing to places it hasn't seen in a long time. And it's time. funny because it's like, it's not high speed because <laughs> there's, there's bikes in the room with us that go 180 miles an hour, 185 right, right, right. miles an hour. But it's the idea of having something that's really not supposed to do that. Right. Right. And I did the Benelli 302 the other day. I, I had a person that was like, that bike won't go over 90 miles an hour. A bike won't go over 90 miles an hour. Oh, I was like, bullshit. Eh, it fucking won't go over 90 miles an hour. And you guys have heard us, you've heard me talking. I always mention the TU250. I, I have an unnatural love of the Suzuki TU250. It's a cute bike. It's it is a, a cute bike. bike. And I, I just, I think it's got a very nice. I think it's very inoffensive. It's I don't the think the girl next door. It is, yeah, it is. And there's, I've never met a bad one. Like every TU two fifty I've ever encountered has always been like a good, strong, reliable bike. There's right. never been a problem with a TU two fifty. Strong like bull. It's like an Amish chick. <laughs> but they are, but they are according to their own manufacturer. You, I was down there in Amish country, and I was like, oh my god. The TU two fifty is good for eighty five miles per hour. That's impressive. Two fifty. 250 cc and so they say the top speed is 80 or 85 miles per hour and we got this bike came in on trade last week and the guy rode it here from pittsburgh always a good sign yeah and cleaned the bike up it's got a little viper little mgo viper fairing on it which looks hilarious on a tu 250 Mm -hmm. and i took it up on the freeway and yeah i got an indicated 90 miles per hour out of it and there was nothing beyond that like so no matter how small i made myself no matter how i pushed the handlebars I couldn't make it go over an indicated 90 miles per hour. That is as fast as that bike fucking wanted to go. Um, no need for a rev limiter because no. it's not going to do anything no, more than that. it's really not. But and that's it, completely respectable for that it's bike. It's very respectable yeah, yeah. for a single cylinder, you know, two, 250. Oh, it's an overhead valve motor. It's a single cylinder. Single okay. cylinder, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah single cylinder bike. And it just was great. It just it. And it, that motor is based off of what an XT two fifty. They're or all the same. It's like the GZ two fifty, the TU two fifty. They're all basically the same. A thing. GZ, I thought was a twin with a single carb. No, and I'm I think wrong. the GZ's the cruiser with the with the single A. But I'll we'll look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. could be wrong. The, uh, uh, no, it's, um, it doesn't cost anything to look it up. And the the bike though, it stands the test. Like for years, I've told people to go out and buy this motorcycle. For years, I've told people. 
this is a good bike and you should buy it. And that's a so, two valve motor, right? Because yeah. it's only got one head pipe. Coming I think out you're right. It. It's yeah. not even a. Yeah, it's not even an R. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. That is the GZ is a twin, or at least it's it's got the it's got the look of a twin. That's for sure. The uh, it but definitely it's not half as nice looking as the TU. No, no, the G the GZ is just a little baby pretend Harley Davidson thing. It's you know it's Suzuki's launch at the Rebel. You know, is that's this an opportune is. time to talk about Honda's? New bike that they're launching in India that, you know, the We venerable. could. Yeah, we could. I mean, I think everybody's covering the, the shit out of it. And it's, I I have only, my only issues with it are that it's, uh, we're going to say it's the, the 2021 Honda CB350. Yes. And the, the best way that the, they're talking about is they're saying it's the Enfield beater. And... That's not impressive <laughs> to me. Yeah. yeah, to a lot of us that spend well, a lot of time. That's not a high standard. A lot of time working <laughs> I mean, on end That's fields, a low bar. That's a pretty low fucking bar. So, the, uh, you know, a lot of us that spend a lot of hours getting paid 45 bucks an hour labor rate uh, when our shop charge is 90, getting half sheeted by Royal Enfield to work on their bikes that failed early deaths or whatever. The uh, This is the CB350 in all that its glory. That needed three gears changed out of the crate. Out of, yeah, out of the box. We had soft <laughs> gears to begin with. But, so, but overall, what is your opinion of the new? Uh, I think that it's, you know what? I it's just a don't know beautiful what... replica of a TU250. Yeah. Well, that's why I mentioned <laughs> it's it. It's because... a gorgeous TU250 yeah. replica. Because this it is, is a... really a beautiful TU250. Because it ain't a CB350. Those are twins. Yep. That's yeah. exactly. I don't what like I the single. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the single. Yeah, a, a CB three hundred and fifty was a twin that would go one hundred miles per hour. Yep. Well, so yeah. what are these? What yeah. all these people at the big companies, right? Yeah. What do they not get about people want retro that actually looks like a retro and is a representative of the retro bike? Well, okay. For it's India, cool. well, Honestly. you can't say that about Kawasaki. Kawasaki right. came out with the Z nine hundred, and they came out with the W six fifty. Yeah, the Z nine hundred was the W eight, right? Now, nobody would ever in this room agree that the Honda CB eleven hundred really. I mean, it's not much of a homage. They didn't come. It was, you can't compare that to a CB seven fifty. Now, you can, what you can compare it to is you can compare it to a 1983 CB11. Yeah, But here's maybe. the thing. So Honda, yes. Honda killed the But they didn't market. even try to copy copycat the color schemes no. or anything. No, but that's what I'm saying. So Honda killed the early market, and they also right. killed the small market. Right. They brought back the monkey. They created the Grom class. The monkey they did is, all this stuff. Is, there we have on the screen a CB350. Yeah. Right. Okay? And in basically the same exact angle, a CB350. Yeah. Now, now... Whatever, I mean, yes, the new one is going to stop better. You bet your ass it's going they to. They fucked the tank up. Look at the tank. Oh, yeah. The, the, tank, the, the tank does look. It looks like a Sportster got stuck on a Honda. It's got yeah. a brown seat. That too. tank has the same t- problem that it the does. big. That the CB1100 does. That the CB1000 has. The big the, one had, yeah. The big bulbous tank yeah, with an, some knee dents in it, but not yeah. the right. Not the right. I mean, if they would have brought this bike out. Yes. The green and white, 1969. Or any of those that era, if they would have brought that out as a twin. But you see, first of all, it's India. It has to be a single cylinder. But you see. But here's the thing: if they would have brought out a CB350 that looked like the genuine, mm-hmm. they yeah. would have sold a billion. Of them. I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. If they would have brought out a CB350, or even had to call it a CB400, right, to have that G400C motor in it, right, it, I think it would have done well, even though it's a single cylinder. But it's a four valve. It's the but RVPC it, but it motor. Look like yeah. that, right? It, so that, how how close is that motor to a CBR three hundred motor? Right. 
Well, I think that the I motor. Mean, if, if Honda has chosen to make their 300 Super Sport bike yeah. a single cylinder, mm-hmm. then how could they make their 350 standard? Right. You know, why didn't they? You know, like. No, but it's like I think it's a comparison yeah. between like the old Rebel and the new Rebel. Right, and you I think a it's, nice. Like I yeah. mean, even though the old Rebel was cheaper, right, it wasn't cheap. No, so it you was get quality. this new Rebel. Yeah. You go to a single cylinder. The components are probably half the cost of what you know you're looking at in the old one. But look like, at and this quite clearly is not going to be a Royal yeah. Enfield be- beater because in the Indian market, a Royal Enfield costs about seventeen hundred U.S. dollars. Yeah, this well, bike will cost twenty-seven right. U.S. dollars, yeah, and so why would anybody? That's the issue. Plus, right. it's also the like the Harley versus something else. You know, it's like. They love Royal Enfields, and I and would so like to say that the love? we're not—we're only giving people half of the story because the bike isn't just called the CB three hundred and fifty. Oh, oh I yes, it's called the Highness. Your Highness yeah. has arrived. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! 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 That's right. Oh, no. That's so, a flaw. in if you look at this, this artist. This graphic representation here that is what Honda's putting behind it, you know, all of its money. There's your logo at the top. Uh, your HNS, right? No. Yeah. So Remember, this, this is India, guys. You gotta forget is, everything so you know is about India. America. This is India. Right. This is people riding around on a lot of 125 stuff. You right. got it. That jumping on this thing, which yeah. is a 350. You got it. Is gonna be like, oh, look and, at me. I've got and, a big block. And they know mm-hmm. of America as like during that time period, the big gas stations, logos, and signs. Mm. So now, knowing that that's in India, that sign makes that logo makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a true like, badge, and it's yeah. the highness. Yeah, so right. you know that's. I mean, it's coming through some fucking columns. It's really coming through Greco-Roman columns, and I'm sure if you look very closely, the the Honda logo is right there at the top of the keystone, at the top of those Gre- Greco-Roman columns. This is literally what they're saying. They're saying this is royalty. Where meanwhile. Royal Enfield. But how come yeah. all the people are not Indian? Those are totally Indian people. I watch enough Bollywood to know that those people, that is exactly what today's yeah. modern Indian population yeah, looks like. Ethnically a lot neutral. of hair gel. A Indian-ish. lot of fucking hair gel. Indian-ish. Leather jackets and hair gel. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's where they're going with it. It's your highness. It is literally taking a shot at Royal Enfield. Well, uh, so, okay. So in all fairness, to if fair, I jump I'm, off of a Royal Enfield, right. Right. Exactly. And I jump on this bike, and it's going. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to be an improvement in some terms over a Royal Enfield in speed. It probably goes. It probably goes faster. It probably this bike to come to America. This bike probably goes eighty-five mile an hour, and an Enfield eighty-five mile an hour. And you so, know. speaking of India, right. so Harley, as we know, we're trying to pull out yeah. of the Indian deal, yeah. but now Here we they, are. they figured out a workaround. Yeah. And so, because they were an American company and they were going to try to work there, they are going to have a huge tax rate and That's all this right. stuff. So, they're going to pull out, right? Yeah. But apparently, they're going to work with another company and called- And what's the name of the company? Hero Hero Motor- Kinetic, yeah. yeah. So, Hero, yeah. I so, don't know about anybody else, but I'm ready to try the next bourbon on the list. Well, hold on. We have to talk about the first one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the first one we're all sipping on. So we'll keep Hero on the side Dan? burner. Yep. Yeah, we'll keep that on the side burner. Okay, what are we drinking? This is Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. Sazerac. And if a layman wanted to buy this, what does this uh, cost? I mean, I I'm just so glad looked you it asked. up. It 
they says it starts around seven ninety nine. Yeah. I saw some prices eleven or twelve hundred for a bottle. Yeah, looks yeah. like that's, right. That's, yeah. that's insane. It looks like right now, if you go to uh, Drizzly, you can get it for about six hundred ninety nine dollars a bottle. Hey, new guy, I forget your name, Jake. Jake. I'm sorry. You're okay. I'll remember John. He's wearing don't worry about it, Okay. Yep, mm-hmm. Jake from State Farm. Are you sure you don't want to try just a little nip of this? I know n- I'll try a nip, yeah. A nip. I mean, I'm, I'm at, not really a whiskey guy. At that price I point, I mean, you yeah, should. You just have one in Rome. Uh, at least dip your beak in it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it. We'll or do it. whatever you do. You have one of your little dip. plastic glasses for him? Daniel? Yeah. No. I just brought the one to, okay, to dip ice cubes out of the reserve. All right, so Phil's going to get our friend Jake here a little nip. So this bottle of of uh, rye whiskey I purchased from a friend. I had owned a bottle of this previously. I mean, because it's not often we crack into a $700 right. bottle of rye and whiskey. Yeah, it's not never for me. At the time I bought this from and him, it was probably a $150 bottle, and he would not take a penny over what he paid for it. He's a good man. He is an awesome man. He probably didn't, probably didn't, think that it, the price was going to go this high though yeah no but you know what that's how that's how i feel too though oh it's shocking if you're an enjoyer of a substance be it booze or weed or anything you should share with your friends at mm-hmm. all times that's you're gonna want to just let that sit for 15 minutes before no, you even drink it, it. Just, well with that much it'll be a little sooner but yeah here you go you're yeah. fine oh, it's too much like 30 bucks oh, yeah it's 30 dollars no don't okay. don't worry about it's it this fine. is a dollar on the table too yeah and i i philosophically my thing with the price of liquor is i will not pay more than about a hundred dollars for a bottle of liquor mm-hmm. i don't care with this you're paying for rareness and how hard it is to get it it's really 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 good but and i didn't win the lottery i didn't win the bottle lottery no oh. did they announce who won oh i don't know i didn't I get mean, it I, nobody I didn't told get anything me either but so there's a there's a little information about so how many of us have motorcycles that we've bought for more than or oh, for less than this way sorry. Less. Oh, yeah. yeah way less than way that less. Yeah. yeah i bought running motorcycles with titles for less oh, than yeah. this bottle of whiskey my favorite buddy that we most of us have ridden i bought for 500 mm-hmm. <laughs> so they did way better yeah. So Buffalo Trace uh, Collection and Thomas H. Handy Sazerac. And the big idea is... Whoa! Not, that was effervescent out. Well done, John. The uh, Named after the New Orleans bartender who first used rye whiskey in the Sazerac cocktail. Right. This uncut and unfiltered straight rye whiskey is bottled directly from the barrel, just Thank as you. it was over a century ago. Uh, oh, authentic you. American rye whiskey, dot, 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 in the legacy of Thomas H. Handy. Hmm? So there you go. Mm-hmm. I tell you, you let that thing... You let that sit... And it, it well, you know, opens up. How so, the aroma oh kind of goes to this yeah. wonderful chocolate and caramel, yeah. and just it, it, it's amazing. But if you drink it's it too really fast, it's all, you're almost kind of going, God, I kind of wasted half of it. I, yeah. I didn't let it get enough water. Right. It's a what? It's a hundred and twenty-seven and a half right. proof. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's very it was, high octane. It was, you know, I I'm not a big bourbon drinker, whiskey drinker, right. and everything. Anyone that I can find that doesn't make me immediately just cringe mm-hmm. is a good one. And that one was like, oh, wow. No, this thing's... This, this is, is all the bourbon flavor without the bourbon this taint. This cake, man. I like to soak my wiener delicious. in bourbon. That's what yeah. I do. And then I yeah, and then I know if it's good or not. Oh, I thought and you were just uh, trying to never get a blowjob. No, no. <laughs> Speaking and of that, I've did been anybody ever... for many years. That doesn't happen anyways. Do <laughs> I'm glad it's is not anybody... just me. No, no. <laughs> has anybody ever watched a movie called Bubba... Uh, I have to Bubba Hotel? Yeah. Yeah. 
movie is so bizarre. Yeah, it's it's the it's a bizarre movie. Yeah, yeah. Bubba Hotep is a it's a wacky one. I will take and because Steve know. does like to know the notes, the tasting notes. Mm-hmm. I know you like the tasting I notes. Do. I love you the like notes. to hear the toasting? I know the notes. It's powerful. Okay. It's lush. Yep. It's boldly spicy. Mm-hmm. Flavors of toffee, fig cake, and candied fruit. Fake cake. Fig. Oh, I thought you said fake cake. Fig cake and candied fruit, <laughs> followed by mint, cinnamon, and clove. So this Cesarac that we're drinking right now, this is the one that is 500 bucks a bottle. No, these are that both the called Cesarac. So these are both Cesarac. Cesarac. So the handy was, was 500 yeah. bottles. And Cesarac is a particular cocktail okay. that was created using rye whiskey. Oh. So it's one of the best. If you're going to go into a bar, remember when we went into that bar and had those very fancy coffees, the Cuban coffees? Oh, I love that place. Yeah. That's the only reason I go back to Portland. To Portland? Yeah. No. <laughs> that's not the only reason. I would so you'll remember that. The Red Devil. I right the Acropolis, after... yes, I would go back for the, the steak dinner. Yes, I would go back for the Portland. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just I would go back to Portland for just Maggie. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. one word. Eating Maggie. a steak while looking at meat curtains is not a bad way to go, but right? The drink that I had <laughs> after we had the Cuban coffees was a Sazerac. Oh. Yeah, and is that so, like is that like the rum company that patented the painkiller? No, like, uh, it's it's more like it's. I really think that the idea behind a Sazerac. You would actually know better. I think it's more just a generic, generic term, term for rye whiskey. Right. Yeah. For you know, and I've seen it used by multiple companies. Yep. So clearly, there's no. It's a good trademark. rye whiskey on ice. It's not like Pusser's, where Pusser's has yeah. the corner on the painkiller. Yeah, right. Like they patented it. Right, and yeah. like uh, Dark and Stormy is Gosling's. Mm-hmm. Right, but whereas Sazerac is just like. Rise have all sort of just been labeled as Sazeracs. You can make a dark and stormy without Gosling. You got it, but you're not really making. And you can make a you can make a. You're Sazerac not really making the dark and stormy whiskey. without right. Gosling. Yeah. and you can make a Sazerac out of any rye whiskey you want. There's there's no reason to use anything else. But yeah, I got So I mean, it's a it's a, and that's a, oh, all over the place. Yeah. I'm pretty sure 127 proof whiskey will kill anything. Well, the trick with the Sazerac is you got, you know, rye whiskey, or you can use cognac too, and then oh. you use a quarter ounce of absinthe, and then uh, bitters. Oh. And then you put one sugar cube in it. Oh. Yeah. So that's a Sazerac. So it's absinthe, rye whiskey, or cognac. I probably had a Sazerac because I think we got the same thing. He just yeah. made two for. I think both we did. I think we. And I do recall him yeah. sort of. Yeah, he had drizzling, sugar. drizzling yep. something over the That's sugar right. cube. That was the absinthe. You didn't tell me I was getting absinthe. That, that's why that. <laughs> it's a very went, small quantity. It's like a half an ounce. That's why everything went yeah. weird. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, a quarter ounce, a half an ounce of absinthe. Yeah. So weird. if no, you yeah. if you live in America and you haven't bought absinthe in a few years, yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, me and my wife were in Quebec on our honeymoon, mm-hmm. and we found we met a bunch of people. We were just bumbling around doing honeymoon stuff. Right. We met some locals, and they said, "Well, if, if you want to come and experience Quebec, come to this bar because sure. this is the local bar." So we went to the local bar, and at the local bar, they had real absinthe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is we rode bikes to the bar, and then the next day we were supposed bicycles, to, right? Bicycles, yeah, yeah, bicycles. And then I don't remember much after that, but then I remember waking up with my tongue stuck to the kitchen floor because we had a B and B, and we were supposed to be at breakfast at nine a.m. with all these families. Yeah, but me and my wife were both naked. Most of the apartment was destroyed, and there were things laying on the floor, <laughs> and we still made it to the breakfast, and everybody looked at us like we had caused a ruckus. Right. 
And so that's what absinthe yeah. reminds it's me of. Wormwood. It's, it's made wormwood, out of wormwood, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's, uh, actually it kills parasites in your intestinal tract. There you oh, go. Oh, good, good. That's good for you. Well, I'm sure well, you need things in your gut too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty no, sure. It's Paris, I mean, who like, needs the flora and fauna? No, I, I, no, it doesn't <laughs> kill bacteria. It kills like amoebas oh, and really? like, yeah. like if you have like. Beep, 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 uh, beep, 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 beep. To all of our podcast listeners, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. we need a bottle of absinthe. Absinthe is for real. Seventy percent alcohol, right. too. Yeah. Sixty to seventy percent. But there's alcohol. something I've never else in it that was weak. Yeah, but there's something else in there that I think a bottle of absinthe would be great. Oh, for the, the 300th. 300th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canadian people or other yeah. people that have access. Nobody can come into America real, now. No, but they can send us a oh, package. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just wrap it deeply and, and, and yeah. say it's a heart or something for Phil. That's true. Yeah. I've been lacking a heart for many years now. <laughs> heart. <Yeah>. Totally heartless. <laughs> All right. So what's the next round? Where are we headed to now? <clears throat> what do you got over there, John? This, this is, is the right? Sazerac rye. It is a oh. straight rye whiskey. Whose label is it? Uh, this on the back. Well, first, let me proof it out for you. It's uh, trying to 90 re- proof. Remember if that's a Buffalo Trace product or this not. This whiskey is the perfect choice to make the Cesarac cocktail, America's first cocktail, by the way. To learn more, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. 40% alcohol, government right, aged and bottled for Cesarac New Orleans by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Interesting. So you know that that, so your Thomas Handy is also Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is a two products that are both Buffalo Trace. So what else does Buffalo Trace make that's really expensive, very hard to get, and very highly regarded? Pappy. Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, Pappy. Pappy Van Winkle, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's also another thing. And, that's, and I think that is... Um, <clears throat> so you should try this because this is going to be a very interesting contrast to the Tom Sandy. Is this ready to drink now? Yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. That's only ninety proof. It doesn't right. take. Yeah, it doesn't take for now. Um, go ahead and taste it. I would just go slow. It'll yeah, go it'll slow still it. get a little yeah. better Don't as waste you go. It. So good. Yeah. Oh my God, is that good? As a not whiskey guy, like that's yeah, that's good. <laughs> as a guy who doesn't like whiskey, that's good whiskey. <laughs> okay, but well, did yeah. it make you want to hurl? No, 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 no. no. Right. Did you feel it burn as it went down oh, no, your no. stomach? Very smooth. Did it make you like be like, oh, shudder? No, 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 no. no as shudder. As Christmas no. says, no, it's just, declawed. Yeah, just say yeah. smooth. It's declawed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very smooth. Yeah. You you would have noticed if there was <laughs> something amiss. So there. can you pass me that bottle of Sazerac? Yeah, so that that is still available. I bought that in Chicago a this year is, or two ago. Yeah, this is totally available everywhere. Like a fifty dollar bottle, or, I, I think. You might not even have to pay that much for it. I think you just yeah, forty out, right? to fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kicked around quite a bit. Um, this is the Buffalo Trace Sazerac, and I think that this is thirty bucks through liquor control. Um, I'll pull it up. Let me, let me. Thirty bucks. That's that's an awesome price. It is a really well, good price. And look it's a at good, the it's proof a good drinker because too. they make different proofs they do. of, the, uh, yep. of this bottle. Yeah, and but they it's do not half as smooth as the other one. Yeah, but it's still it's good. No, it's, it's good. All right. Yeah, it's, it's real good. Right. I mean, but it's you, the difference between an eight hundred dollar bottle. So that's Sazerac Kentucky at Wine Globe is twenty nine ninety nine, and Pappy Van Winkle is sixteen hundred bucks. <laughs> you so, know what? I've tried Pappy a number of times in the past five years. Yeah, yeah. This is this old bottle of yeah, Thomas Handy that, is ten times be- better than the Pappy Van Winkle you can buy right I now. Can, I completely can concur that that Thomas Handy tastes better. Now we oh, yeah. we discussed this before about 
Every time I go to somebody's house and we drink bourbon and we drink rye, we drink whiskey and stuff, people always do this thing where it's like fucking one o'clock in the morning. You, you're shellacked. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't pull out like, the good stuff. And they're like, I'm going to bring out the good shit. No. Because they're fucked up and they're going to share the stuff they would have never shared before. Right. And that's when somebody brings out the bottle of Pappy. And invariably, everybody's mouth is shot. Yeah. You couldn't tell Pappy Van Winkle from Cat Litter. Like, nope. it's there's no fucking reason to bring that out. And no. you brought up an excellent point when you said... Start with the good stuff. Start with the and good that's why stuff. Always. Starting always. with Thomas Handy. I've been doing that for seven or eight years. So I just came to a realization yeah. that the we were biggest, wasting good the, booze by drinking it when we were too drunk. The yeah. biggest yeah. wine trick in the history of the world is if you're drinking like Cabernet or Cab whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have a couple of good bottles, right? And everybody's into them. They're like, wow, it's great. I wish we had more. Then you keep a gallon of Ernest Gallio in the fucking fridge, and you just refill the bottles because everybody's hammered enough that you just hand over that. Oh, this is fucking amazing! Yeah, you never start with the good stuff. You start with the shitty thing and work up to it. The good stuff makes the bad stuff. Sorry, say yeah. The good stuff makes the bad stuff taste way better. Right, right. Right. That's what I'm saying. After like two or three bottles of whatever, at least for me with bourbon, it's it's tough to get over the first glass or two. I haven't seen all. But after that, well, all inhibition is lost. (laughs) It's it's true. And that's when you have to pull out the black light. That's when I wake up with my tongue stuck to the floor and something sticking out of my ass. <laughs> like you. So interesting yeah, yeah. story on these uh, these kind of cut glass looking Sazerac bottles. Yeah. The first time I bought it at the old Sam's Beverage in Chicago that became Binnie's. Binnie's, yeah. yeah. Binnie's, it was yeah. a seven year old rye, mm-hmm. and then after a couple of years they convert, and it was like a bottling four Sams. Right. And this is the one. This is the four year old one that. Is available everywhere, right. and that that seven year old one was really amazing. Of course, that's never been Smith seen. Smith would like then. this because it has a bit of the dimple glossing that he likes so yeah, much from all the uh, the breweries. Yeah, and Chris gave me a dimple glossing. Oh, did he? Yeah, he uh, yeah. On, on I know. Saturday. I, I know. I should have kept going. Yeah. I went home to do chores. I like where the quote on this one from Jim Murray's whiskey bible says, "Any crispier, and the glass would shatter." Oh, nice. nice well right? done. That's well good. Done. The. Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting way to put it. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's got a strong a strong front on it. That's Should a I, palate cleansing rye whiskey. It is. Should yeah. I be chasing mine with an Oktoberfest? <laughs> Should work. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't see why not. That's a palate cleanser. They're uh, bitter orange, dark chocolate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. black tea, finishing with a pepper tingle. Do you know what that reminds me of? Yeah. The what logo, does it remind you? The logo for Cleveland It Motor does. Podcast. That is. That's it our. It just yeah. runs down. We right have our there. sunset. Yeah. Our yeah. sunset. That always look, reminded yeah. me of like a kernel of uh, candy corn. Candy corn. Yeah. No, no. Oh, oh, candy corn. Oh, so guys. let's talk about Hero in between these yeah. two. Would you places. like to talk about Hero? Yeah. So India. India. Right. Exactly. Harley Davidson used to make, or right. is making, or won't be making, or something about Indian motorcycles. Right. Here you go. Ready? Yep. So it wasn't too long ago that Harley Davidson said that it was pulling out of the Indian market, and that Moco I won't come in your mouth. The check's in the mail, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pulling out of your market. Right, that's it. And the Moco has since closed the Bowie production facility in northern India. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Harley says that the reason for this exit is India's high tax rate and lagging sales. Mm, one of those things is true. Right, the move is to blow the Indian prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> blow the Ta-da! Indian Prime Minister. <laughs> Which, yeah. who, who can blame him, right? 
nor I can't even say his name. Narenda Mordidis, effort to entice the re- refrain from foreign manufacturers. Okay. But according to multiple news outlets, Harley may not be leaving the Indian market completely. There are reports that Harley could be in talks with India's Hero Motor Corp for its sales and distribution deal. According to India Canoes, Harley is in advanced talks with India's leading motorcycle manufacturer, Hero Motor, Motor Corp Limited, for a sales, distribution, and service deal. The talks have repeatedly been in progress for more, over a year. Mm. Um, Hero to assemble Harleys for the Indian market. Mm-hmm. India News says that unnamed sources say the deal may go even further. It could also include local assembly of select Harley-Davidson models such as the Street 750. If true, Hero will likely produce the machines at one of its Indian-based manufacturing units. According to unnamed industry executives, the deal will have to be more than a distribution deal to make it work. Okay. Here's a little news for you. Yep. When you're in India and you say Hero, what you're actually saying is Honda. Yeah. Oh. Okay. In fact, so, it's like a lot of people just say Hero Honda. Hero Honda, yeah. exactly. Really? So, yeah. So, Hero Honda. Uh, and to give you an idea, they are the largest two-wheeled motorcycle manufacturer on planet Earth. Wow. Yeah, nobody. There's nobody that's bigger than Hero Honda. They are number one on planet Earth. They build more two-wheelers than anybody. And that's huge. Yeah, but right. what's really huge is in India, they own 46% of the market. Wow. Almost half one fucking company. So this is not like, this is not like, uh, I'm trying to even think of an American company. Like, this no. is not some joke. This is no. like a big deal. This is not going in and saying, hey, mister, would you build my bikes for me? Right. My complete knockdown units so they can be sold in your country without having to pay tax on them? No. I feel like this is the other way around. Right. Hero already owns 48% of the market. Yeah. Harley Davidson is saying, how'd you like to put a Harley Davidson badge on those 48% of the bikes you're selling? But the thing is, is so they have metallurgy worked out. They have distribution worked out. They have sales worked out. They have quality control worked out. Harley's just bringing a badge. Yeah. They're a $4.3 billion company. That could wipe its underarms with Harley Davidson. Right. So Harley's bring in their oh. aesthetic of like. Oh, that's a new lineup we'll have. You know, they're, they're, our extra cheap ones will be Harley Davidson. Exactly. Right. They're, they're bringing, <laughs> exactly. This ain't Aramaki, man. <laughs> they're bringing their aesthetic of selling more uh, clothes and labels than they are motorcycles yeah. to India. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. I mean, imagine if all these little pit bikes that you had sitting around here mm-hmm. had Harley Davidson badges <laughs> on them right. and were coming from India. Exactly. Well, there's oh. people restoring Well, those imagine right if every Benelli. Yeah. If every Benelli 135 TNT was a Harley TNT 135 or a TNT 150, you know? You get an extra 500 bucks right there. Right. Yeah. I was but, about to say, if they do it right, I can just buy a badge and put it on my bike and yeah. it'll be a Harley. Oh, let's say uh, your kid wants a little kid's quad. I can't hear you because you're not on your microphone, sir. Let's say your kid wants a little kid's quad. Right. Oh, well, now he can get a Harley Davidson exactly. kid's quad. Right. But I, I really feel like to, to a company the size of Hero uh, in... In India, this would basically be Harley's leaving the Indian market with its tail between its legs, and they're going to somebody who's got the deepest pockets in the world and saying, if it's not too much trouble. It'd be like going to Geely or whatever right. from, in China. In China. Yeah. That's exactly it. Right. And it's no, saying it's like if it's... blowing your boss for a promotion. Right. If, if it's not too much trouble, before we leave your country entirely, while we still have the documentation all filled out to be in your country <laughs> to begin with... <laughs> Could we just transfer everything over from this pile to that pile, and you could bring us under your giant fucking circus tent 
<laughs> and you could just own us I'm and sorry treat to us tell like you the this, bitch we are. But your daughter's pregnant. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And there's a strange smell of pig in the house. And seeing as how you're all Indian, that's not kosher. No. Right. I just mixed up three fucking religious metaphors there, by the way. I was all over the place on that one. I earned all of that. You probably yeah. should have said beef, right? It doesn't matter. Right. Yes, exactly. Are they not allowed to eat pork in No Korea? beef. No, other way around, beef. Yeah. Cow is sacred in India. I don't think they're eating pork As it either. should be. Just saying. Maybe the all cloven hoof. I don't think they're eating pork. Anyway. Shouldn't eat uh, any of it. There you go. Exactly. According to Steve, we're all idiots. Right. Hey, so anyway, chickens. but that's it. So that's chicken that's hunt. where we are with Hero right now. And if you take a look, Hero's you know Hero's not hurting. They don't need Harley Davidson. Um, their production output is massive. They did 7.5 million units in 2018. Their revenue was five billion dollars in 2019. Wow. Yeah. So they're doing quite well. They're doing really really well. Don't so they have like an electric scooter too? They do everything. Hero is amazing i mean they are an amazing amazing what they are what they're involved with there's a hero food company yeah that's good so i mean they're they're big they are they're all over the place so it's not just hero cycles they've got hero group food company um they're in switzerland they they just got they've got everything they're extraordinarily big company do they make an impact driver yeah i'm certain they do yeah come on it's hero for fuck's sake uh, so anyway, big fucking company. So and that's, that's really cool. Killing it. Their stock is killing it. Yeah, they're not hurting at all. They're really they're doing well. So anyway, that's Hero, and that's if Harley does if Harley does manage to get signed on with Hero, Hero will not feel the presence of Harley Davidson under their socks in the morning. You know, it's just well, they won't take them on in a way that doesn't add to something they're exactly. already doing. Yeah, and that's it. But you yeah. think that one new tool will be cut? But we know that the Street 500 and the Street 750, which were Indian manufactured products, that's going to end. That's over. No, that tooling will go now become owner's hero. I don't even know if Hero would want to mess with it. Eh, they'll set it Because it's been a proven failure. Yeah. Right. Why would Hero want to get that shit, you know? I don't think those bikes did well anywhere. So they certainly didn't do well here. No. And you wouldn't want to have that. And they weren't even, here. they weren't made for here. They were made for the Indian market. As we as we initially said, if you go back and listen to our podcast all those years ago, when they were like the Harley Street 500 and the Street 750, which are for Indian market use only, mm. they are never going to bring them to America. Right. And then what did we see three years later? They're America. Hey, oh, we're we're building them in Kansas. You never built them in Kansas ever. <laughs> you closed your Kansas factory after telling everybody you were going to build Street 500s and Street 750s there. So fuck you. The Kansas police are now riding BMWs. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's where they are. So yeah, that's too bad. But yeah, that's a, that's a really really tough one. More importantly, so, ne- on to our next Willet or our next bourbon. Our next bourbon. You know what? I got to say that inexpensive bottle of Buffalo Trace, fucking delicious. That's really good. Not bad. And that's only the second one out of the yep. second one out of the launch there. Yeah. So hey, for all the COVID deniers, yeah. If you like MotoGP, yeah. Well, I do like. If, I love MotoGP. If there is COVID deniers right. and you are a MotoGP fan, did somebody get COVID at 163 no. miles per hour? Valentino Rossi, yeah, has been diagnosed with, with COVID-19. COVID-19. Out of the Argon GP, the oh my goodness, COVID. the yep. doctor has COVID. Oh, that is unacceptable. And oh, that is just, well, I mean, it's just what it is. It is but, what it is. Yeah, right. it is. But 
Right. The shit is real. No, it's, it's real, real as fuck. Yep. You yeah. guys are eating some Trump seeds here. <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> here, I'll, plant these. I'll pull, pull up some pictures from... Uh, Jimmy Jimmy these are trying to run for a third and fourth term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a pee at that point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so the next uh, bourbon up on the slate... Oh, yeah. ...is the Willet. Yep. Straight rye whiskey. It's a rare release from the Willet Distil Distillery. Okay. Um, this is actually distilled in Indiana and bottled by the Willet Distillery. Yeah. So it's oh, its yeah. own standalone distiller. It's not a Buffalo Trace or anything like that. And it's got some, it's actually marked 62 of 240 bottles. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is this that comes in at this comes that, you know? this comes in at fifty five percent or one hundred and ten. It's, a, it's another rye whiskey. Yeah. It's a. I've had a bunch of these Willet bottles because they do the four year like that's their Willet standard. So is this the four is a year. three year. Okay. Yeah. So this three is aged in right. hand selected mm -hmm. white oak barrels for yep. three years, hand bottled from barrel number one twenty four, at fifty five percent volume, or one hundred and ten proof. Go I, I have a question for Dan. <laughs> I mean, this is stupid, but Tito's is advertising now, and they say we are the only micro licensed micro distillery in Texas. Or yeah, they're in Texas. Okay, they're so in Austin, Texas. So if they're a micro distillery and they have distribution over all fifty states. I don't think there's then any aren't micro they kind of like ratting themselves out? I don't know. I mean, I, you don't want my take on Tito's because... No, I mean, I don't like I, it. I, I don't I even think, like it. I think it. it's terrible. I, I think mean, it's a we, cleaning product. We already said that Tito's was, <laughs> was straight out of the rail car, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful cleaning product. Well, yeah, you know what's funny? Me. The first time I bought... So, like, you know, when the whole, like, end of the world started happening, I went and bought hand sanitizer. Right. And it was like from Aldi or something. And I yeah. poured it on my hands. I'm like, holy shit, it smells like Tito's. That's what he, he <laughs> that's what Jake was saying. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. You're, and you're if you've ever had a bad, yeah. if you've ever had a bad, like, hangover from that shit, mm -hmm. you can't use hand no. sanitizer. You're like, ah. No. Me, a lot of these hand sanitizers smell like tequila. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like bad tequila, not good tequila. So yeah. these nope. these Willard family estate bottlings came out in like 2012, and they yeah. do bourbon and rye whiskey. Yeah. And the early versions, you'll see that one has like green wax on yes. the cap. Mm -hmm. Yes, They're amazing. The later ones that have foil instead of the wax, they're still good, but they're not up to what the older ones mm -hmm. were. The, uh, the difference between green wax on the top and not green wax on the top is about $200. Wow. So that bottle is about 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's about and a $300 bottle. I apologize. I think I've somehow missed my four-year-old wax Since top one. I'll bring phone. it to oh, a really? future podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Shame that's on a, you, Dan. Yeah. You know, my and, God, yeah. The Steve. best one, and you, I haven't seen it in many, many moons. The five-year-old wax top mm -hmm. was, you know, better than the Sazerac rye, but not really that close to the Thomas Handy. Mm -hmm. But it was good. Well, the Thomas Handy's off the charts by far. So it's making me well, feel all warm and fuzzy. Inside, yes, they so. do. Yeah, they they <laughs> very much so. And that's and, and that really is. Uh, I think that here's to here's to the Buffalo Trace Sazerac for being affordable, 
and very tasty. Like, really, really awesome. But that Thomas Handy's just out of my league. Like, that's... I could never afford to buy a bottle of that. I would never spend the money to buy a bottle of that. And same with the Willet, which is still hasn't made its way down to me yet. I don't know what's happening. Well, I was kind of waiting for Cinch to the finish The system's fucked up. Okay. I don't think I've ever are you paid pass more than on the Willet, or are you gonna... $45 for a bottle no, of the Willet. No, that's not what you have. You have yeah. the Sazerac. Yeah. All right, hold on. So you need to finish right. that. You need to drink the Willet, and then you so need to pass a fucking bottle to Phil. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm saying I wish I had invested in whiskey before the prices went Well, whiskey has gotten... Because whiskey's become very popular, the prices have tripled. And it's really gotten crazy what people are paying for a bottle these days. And it is, uh, it's just because it's popular. It's, it's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, bottle, well, number, a... 60, bottle number 62 out of 240, uh, you know, straight out of Bardstown. The, uh, yeah, this is really, I mean, this is, this is a single barrel. So that's, that's pretty special stuff. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty delightful. Well, you remember one of my favorite whiskeys. I've had it here a few times. Uh, Johnny Drum. Yes. Yep. Made exactly. by Willet. Yeah. Isn't that something? All right. I'm taking my first sip of Willet in my life. Maybe my only sip that I'll ever get in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the great thing about whiskey is if you don't open the bottle, it doesn't go bad. It doesn't change. Yeah. Right, that's the ma- I was trying to say that earlier. I was like, the magic is in the in the barrel. So the magic is in the barrel. Once it hits the glass, everything stops. My first sip was yeah. almost a little bit of ginger. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's the. It's I'll settling. The, uh, I'm not. I'm just trying to give yeah. my own. I'm trying to alliterate. give your own notes. I'm going right? to my little. That's exactly it. Right. Have your own opinion of it. I want to see how well it complements cheese poofs. <laughs> <laughs> there is no part of this that is egregious to me. No. This is nice. Yeah. One other little sip. Well, you know, that's the magic of rye whiskey, right? It's, it's, it's different for everybody. And it's, uh, that rye gives it, a, there's a little more going on. There's a little bit of more mouthiness going on than with the you know, A little, little bit of bitter, a little mm-hmm. bit of bitter, you know. But I think it's totally floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the five-year-old one. Goes into these really wild citrus notes in the nose. It's just nice how whiskey, you know, like how it just kind of gives a little bit of antiseptic in your mouth. You know what I mean when you're drinking like some proofy stuff like. I this. feel safer. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you you get a little bit of a numb gum off. It, it. does. It, so uh, interesting note about going fast on small bikes. Mm. So I took the Benelli home, which the three hundred two, the three hundred two. Okay, here we go. So I pinned it. Pinned it. And I, I pinned it, and it had no problem carrying to 102 miles per hour indicated. I don't know. I didn't bother to have my GPS on the dashboard. I don't this know is what, bolt upright? Just This was me in a medium tuck, like because it's a sporty bike. You yeah, know? getting down. You had so to get I was down in a medium a tuck. Yeah. I wasn't slammed down on it. But it was absolutely 102. I could kind of got a, a brief glimpse at 103 digital speedometer, so there's no, sure. no doubt about it. But right on. But the, the thing that you have to remember is it's using all of the tack. I mean, that bike is happiest when you shift gears as the rev limiter is starting to activate. You know, it's literally best to, to detect the rev limiter and use the rev limiter as your electronic shifter mm-hmm. and just shift into the rev limiter. 
because then the bike really gives you fantastic performance. It's really fun. And if you drive the 302 at the rev limiter on every single shift, <laughs> you're like, this is a blast. This that's is exactly a what fun you do fucking on the 135. Bike. On the 135. Yeah, this you do it you do exactly the at the rev limiter. Yep. And when you get good at it and you snick that, you snick that gear change on the rev limiter at every shift, you will never feel prouder of yourself for going 70. Yep. Yep. You're like, you'll be like, I just <laughs> nailed 70 miles an hour. You although, yeah. although those bikes have a weird thing. So when we were in New York and we we're riding, yeah. I can nail it, right? Yeah. And it wouldn't, like, everybody else would fall off on sure. hills. Right. My 135 yeah. just hung in there. It, it just, just hangs stayed in. stayed at the yeah. same speed. Yeah. So no matter how steep the hill got. It still holds that it speed. It just held the speed. So weird, yeah. It's so good, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was a funny thing. And then uh, I bought a Triumph. I brought a Triumph, t- 2014 Triumph T100 mm-hmm. the other day. The customer brought it in, end of the season. He's had a baby. He needs to sell this bike. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's this guy took perfect care of this bike, and it's got 3,500 miles on it. And I couldn't say no to buying it, especially with the price involved. So, But I'm not a Triumph guy. I, I don't find myself going after modern Triumphs. It's not something I'm super interested in. If you're going to give me a bike that looks like that, I'll take a V7. You know, like I'm into something a little more exotic. Go ahead. No, when you're ready, okay. I have a triumph story from down the street. Oh, okay. So, well, this guy had taken it down the street, and they wouldn't take it in trade for him. They wouldn't buy it off of him. They wouldn't take it in trade. I don't know why they're not buying a bike they sold. Because they're probably forcing them to put another 100 units on the And I bet you that's what it is. I bet you it's because they need to sell the triumphs that they need to sell for their their flooring, and that's why they're not going to compete with themselves, so to speak, compete with their, their 2021 units or 2020 units. But in any case, the, the customer took it there first and left there unhappy and brought it to us. And I paid him what I would only consider to be an October offer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And an October offer, I think we're going to read into that situation, means it's a very small amount of money. Right. And it's Oktoberfest. Has, all the, has every bit of paperwork from the day he bought it. It's got no miles on it. Everything is like new. And then he just added all these B, you know, British classic right. parts to it, all the shit you know, to make it better. But it is very funny. I mean, I took it out for a ride, and it's I I took it out, caned the living piss out of it, as you do when you're checking you know checking a bike out. And I was checking the bike out, and I I just gave it a a really good romp. You forget they're not four hundred pound bikes. No, nope. they're kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. And when I'm used to riding something like that, it's a Guzzi. It's four hundred pounds. It's 400 pounds soaking wet with a battery in it. And then I jumped on that Triumph and I was caning it around the corner here. And I was like, whoa, she's a, she's a bit of a big girl. 100 pounds heavier than the Guzzi. And I, was, I ripped it around the neighborhood quite a bit. And I took it up on the freeway, blasted, you know, put some air over it on the freeway. And, but it is a good bike. Yep. I mean, it's just a really solid, really stable, good example of a parallel twin. There's no fault. I can give them... No problem. And we had that Triumph here that was also 2014, but it had those little 17-inch alloy wheels on it, and it looked dumb because <laughs> it was a standard bike, but somebody put the wrong size wheels on it. And it was like if somebody puts undersized wheels on a car. Yeah, this is not good. It doesn't look good. And if you take a big sport utility vehicle and you put undersized wheels on it, it just looks goofy. And that Triumph, it's the same fucking bike. Yep. In the, you know, in the... 
T100 configuration with the proper size lace wheels on it, it looks very good. It's very proud. It's very natural looking. When you put those 17-inch alloys on it, it just looks stupid. Yeah. The bike just looks like it's been, you know, the wrong parts were put on it. And I noticed that today. I was like, this bike is much easier to look at than the previous one that we had with the 17s on it. So can I tell you, can I tell you my experience with Cleveland Triumph? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So actually, right now, like the last 37 seconds, yeah. I just finalized a trade deal for my Super 10 Ray. Oh, okay. Okay. So the guy that I'm trading with is from Kentucky. Okay. He has an FJ09. Yep. Literally within a thousand miles of my bike, we're we're trading bike. What year's the FJ09? 2015. Oh wow. Okay. Mine's a 2013. Yep. I have 22,000 miles. He has like 17,000 miles. Yep. Whatever. He has three grand worth of suspension work. So the wow. forks have been done. The back's been done. All this stuff, which is pretty good because you know if you're gonna go bike to bike, mine's worth a little bit more. Is it the red, the gray, or the silver, or the it's black? It's the red. The red. The red. Okay. okay. Um, he has all the, basically it's my bike, but a road version of my bike. Does he have all the luggages? All the luggages. Mm -hmm. In fact, when we were initially talking, he never used them. So he forgot that he had them. What? And I was kind of like, he's like, oh yeah, I have all the stock luggage, the side hard bags. Is that bike behind you? Yeah, that's it. There you go. That's the bike. Yeah. All All right. right. Cool. So all that, whatever, right? Yeah. We're going back and forth. So anyways, before he came up, I had a guy offering me a trade for a tiger. Right. Okay. Right. And I'd never sat on one. Mm-hmm. So I went down to, and in fact, John was going to meet me, but his yeah. wife wouldn't let him. Sorry, John. And so he couldn't, well, I was going to hang out. And actually afterwards I went and hung out with Steve on his birthday and we had a bunch of beers and we had a great fucking time. <laughs> but anyways, before that, I went to Triumph and I was like, Hey, I, this is going to sound weird. And I pulled up on my super T with all the stuff on it. So they knew it wasn't a dick that didn't own a bike or anything like that. It was like, whatever. And I pulled in. And I said, hey, I have a guy. I'm thinking about doing a trade, and I would love to sit on one of your 1200 Tiger XT Explorers, whatever. I was like, okay. So I went and sat on it, and it was, like, very comparable to my bike. Sure. Nothing huge. I said, how much is this? He's like, I don't know. I said, oh, really? And I said, well, whatever. And these guys had no knowledge of their bikes. And I'm sorry to say this. Like, I don't don't want to be a dick or anything I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, the guy's got it in his showroom. Yeah, and, and I was like, how much is this one? He's like, hold on, I have to check. What? How much is this one? How much I have to check? And is this new or used? I don't even know what year that is. And I'm like, well, what's the difference between this bike and one of the new ones you're selling? Oh, I would be getting surly at that point. I, like, I don't what? know. And he's like, why are you asking? I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of a trade, right. and this guy wants to give me a Tiger that y- you guys sell okay. for my bike, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out the relevance of the two bikes. Like... Like the reason I'm saying this is because I have a I have a replaced hip. I have right. bad knees. I can't go off road anymore. So I have a bike that's very capable for all this. Yeah. And I want, I still want the upgrading position. I still like this. And I'm considering of an becoming bike. a Triumph owner. Right. And I'm doing all this. So okay. what can you tell me? Well, yeah, no, I don't. Know. You can sit on that bike. That's fine. But just be careful of your feet. And so I sat on it, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty much compatible, whatever. And Because he didn't want me to touch my feet on he the He didn't want to scratch the bike, yeah. He didn't want to scratch the bike. Which what is about, fine. That's fine. No, that's the point. I, but, I but like, the guy had no... I said, okay, so this is a six-speed. Like, is it okay at that point to just be like, I'd like to talk to somebody different? 
You're yeah, not really helping. But there me. was no different people. He uh, was the guy. You're he the was, man. Are you the manager? Are you the only person I can speak to? No, but the other guy was a parts guy, and the other yeah. guy, the other lady was well, a, clearly, a. I'll ring you out. Right. Clearly, whoever it. they had working that day didn't want to talk to you. No. And here's the thing. I got there. I mean, obviously, they closed at seven. Right. I got there at six fifteen. So yeah. it, was, it wasn't like I got there at six fifty seven, right. and I was like, "Fuck you! You're going to stay here and yeah. talk to me, even though I'm not buying one of your bikes." Right. But I'm interested in becoming. Well, and the a funny thing is that man. you opened being completely honest. I was. I was a hundred percent. I was like, "Do you see the bike outside?" He's like, right. "Yeah." I'm like, "I have a guy that wants to trade me, and I'm looking for more street oriented, but still the upright position mm -hmm. of this bike." And I think your bike fits the thing, so I'd like to sit on it. And he's right. like, "You can sit on that one right there." And it was wow. a used something, whatever. Wow. Right? I have to think that if you had walked in this shop and pulled that move, I would have tried to that get your trade this off. guy. <laughs> that this guy here would have said, "Well, come on over here." Yeah. You're looking at trading for yeah. some guy? I would have tried to. Look what yeah, I have right, right here, brand right, new. Right. I would have absolutely. And let me look at the numbers here yeah. because I'm looking at what your Tenere is worth yeah. and what your supposed trend is. And, but here's the like, thing. Like, you could have this, you know what I mean? Like, but here's this the guy. Are you yeah. ready, though? He so, also spent the time. Yeah. This is weird. He spent the time to come outside and look at my bike and yeah. see all the fucking the acrobats I have right. on it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I get the fact that the bike's a six thousand dollar bike, right? But I have five thousand dollars worth of right. shit on it, exactly. So the value is seventy five hundred, right. which is realistic. Which You're is realistic, yeah, right? Yeah. Like all Absolutely. the shit. Like yeah. for our all listeners, Steve doesn't own a bike that hasn't been updone. Oh yeah, no, in the I best love, possible exactly. way. Yeah, I like so wonderful. Right, right. Yeah, you like throwing he's, money. He's at your my uh, polar opposite. Right. Yeah. No, we had a discussion. He was like, I don't know why you're spending all the time pinning your bike. It works. I'm like, because I like the way it looks. Right. Like, but, and that's why I'm starting I like it this to be business. Better. I like to right. paint shit. I like whatever. to be right. better. I like to take yeah. stuff off my bike because there's too much crap on There's it. too many things too many on buttons. there. Yeah, there's, there's too many unnecessary things. See all this plastic? Get it off. It's not doing anything. But so so that all fell apart. And I was like, fuck these Triumph guys. Yeah. And that's why Phil is not affiliated with. And that's why we won't. Know. But there's a lot of pressure when you're a Triumph dealer. We're not or, affiliated. We're still friendly with them. We're no, friendly with them. They're absolutely. great. They're great. People. I love the guy. The guy's cool. I would hang out with the guy. Right. But I just he don't know why. He's a salesman. I'm I just saying. don't know why he didn't go. Oh, you want that Tiger 1200? It's 16.5. Yeah. Was there you know? anybody else in the showroom at the time? There was a parts girl and a dude. Yeah. Would there even, be no other customers. But there were no other customers. I no, mean, there was nobody there. And mm -hmm. the thing is, is that I didn't pull in a car and be like, oh, I want to... I, I had all the shit on my bike. So no, you're clearly a guy who spends money on his motorcycle. And I was wearing gear. I was wearing all the gear. And you're in the minority because you're riding a motorcycle from this century. Right, right, Which right, is, right. i got to be honest with you, I work in a motorcycle shop every single day. <laughs> right. Most of the people who show up, they're like... Yeah, I'm thinking about trading my bike, and I look out, and I'm like, oh, wow, 77 CB, oh, fuck, this is going to be ugly. Yeah. Or I look out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, great. And more importantly, the guy yeah. asked me, what do you think your bike's worth? Right. I gave him a realistic yeah. number. I said 7,500 bucks. Right. exactly. That's what it's worth. Yeah. I know I have a billion dollars worth of aftermarket shit, okay, but I so know let's, that for it's... For the sake of fun, what's yours, your bike? It's a 2013. All right. 21,000 miles. All the alt rider gear, everything right. that it's a super tenary. Yep. All right. All of it. All right. I'm all not the gear. Ready for the next round. All yet. the Jesse, all the Jesse bags, right. all the Jesse things. Uh, GPS. Yeah. Everything. Suspension work done. Everything's done to it. So sixty nine ninety five. Yeah. So right. the point is, in the time that you just said that, I just looked it up. Right. 
and I just told you what your bike is worth with nothing. And, and, just and the way we were, it is. And we were yeah. 500 bucks off right. of what I think and what you as well, an owner thinks. I just, not looking at your bike, not looking at any accessories, assuming the bike has nothing on it. Right. 69.95. Right. Right. So I just did that in the time it took you to finish that sentence. Right. He could have done that in the time it takes you to finish the sentence. But more importantly, he could have done that to his own bike and told and you his bike, his super, just take his this one. Tiger was sixteen fifty yeah. or sixteen five hundred. Right. So shame on him for not immediately saying, "Hey, yeah, that bike is." But it wasn't new. The one that he right. showed me was right. a fucking six year old bike that well, I didn't even. It realize. is a major. It is a major problem in the world at motorcycle dealerships where they don't have the prices clearly marked on the bikes or the years or right. anything. And I, and our belief here at the shop is. Even if it's a fucking post-it note, you put a post-it note on the front of the bike with the year, the make, the model, and the price, and the right. miles on every single bike in here. And yeah, what are you trying to hide? I mean, it, it weeds out half the people. Well, that, and yep. it makes you look like a cum stain if you don't know what you're fucking, you're selling. Right. Which John can Everybody find knows. with his, right. his flashlight. So. I can. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows you have all the, the information I would like on your an ad. explanation <laughs> of this. Oh, you'd like to know what this is? So this is a tool that I bought years ago. Um, so this is called... Why have you been hiding this from flip us? The flip-out. Yeah, this is a stocking stuffer. I have a whole category of tools called stocking stuffers, and this is something you wear on your belt, and it has all of the hex head bits and a little side saddle carriers for both sides. You should try this. It's and really then what good. you do that relish is fucking ridiculously it is. good. It, that is. So here's the what the flip out is cool for is it's obviously it's rechargeable lithium battery, it does that. But here's what's cool about the flip out is you press the button and it becomes a ninety degree driver. But you press the button again, and it can become like an offset. So it can do like, it can actually yeah. screw itself, right? <laughs> it can, it can fuck itself all day long. <laughs> it can get into weird, weird spots, and then it has a little LED light no adjacent way. to it, so it can see where it's fucking. But the, uh, <laughs> I got this thing at Home Depot or something in the like, you know, at the front of the store where it's like stocking stuffers for dad, ages ago, and it is called the flip out, and. It is by it's the flip out by Speedhex. Good out, John. Uh, but this thing was a, like a forty nine dollar impulse buy, and I use it. it. Well, because it has all the Torx bits and everything, you can use. I will literally when I'm prepping bikes, I'll hang this on my belt, and I'll, this is a go to tool. This is something that I'll use all the time. It looks amazing. Well, if you see my little work stool, my work stool has got three well, different. Drivers on. I it. was all over your little stool. Yeah, you like my little stool, huh? Yeah, pushing my stool. The uh, I mean, the shit that's on this stool is fucking amazing. Well, that stool is designed so that I never have to change bits in a driver. Well, I can just grab a driver and it's ten millimeter. I can drive a grab grab a driver and it's eight millimeter. Can yeah. I say something? Yeah. So last Christmas, I thought I was cool buying the like cap shooter for everybody. Sure. Yeah. But you got us that little toolkit. Mm -hmm. I've used that motherfucker the Bosch tool more. Kit? I use it. That's a great tool. Kit. The Bosch I've tool used kit. that motherfucker yeah. more than yeah. ninety percent of the tools yeah. I've used in my house. The Bosch toolkit. You can see it's in a position of power on my on my stool on my work. My I don't like how stool. half of it's missing. Yeah. Well, no. It's, it's hooked to other drivers. It's hooked to drivers. But if you have no, a motorcycle, you always come back to home. I put. I leave them on the drivers because I'm. I know it's there. You that know, is the ultimate tool for a yeah. motorcycle. It is. 100%. You yeah. can do anything. That Bosch little bit set, I've never seen its equal. I've never found mm -hmm. anything that was compact and had so many quality bits in it. Yeah. So good. It yeah. really is good. So it's these Ryobis so that I bought you, they kind of suck for one reason. The DeWalt's that I have yeah. that have the belt hooks yeah, on yeah. them, uh -huh. you take the belt hook off, but you still have a, a threaded hole there. Right. 
and then you take the Harbor Freight little tool thing yeah. that can hold several bits, yeah. and you screw that on oh, there. Oh, yeah. And then you could put all right. you could put a Phillips, you could put a bunch of different yep. stuff right that's here. That's a smart idea, yeah. Oh, that's what I yeah. have at work, and it's like I can go from a Torx bit to a... With a tool never leaves your hand. Yeah, and right. it's just, I'm just like... And what I like about that is it has a magnet by your pinky to hold bits. So there's a magnet by your pinky that oh, right down holds, here. Yeah, that magnet. Well, that might be but good if you could create cool. a bunch of bits. Right I can there. put about three bits but there. But more yeah. important, yeah. that 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 Bosch toolkit yeah. thing has a ratcheting. Yeah. What do you hex yeah, driver? It's a ratcheting hex driver. Oh, that yeah. is super quality. Oh, yeah. dude, no, you can. I've used that for. Yeah. Thing. I was like, oh, I can't fit anything into this car. Oh, wait a minute, I it, can totally fit this into the. Hold thing. up. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, seriously, it makes it makes so like something that you would have to be like, yeah. eep, 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 yeah. eep. You can just be like. <laughs> I immediately yep. took the the bit holder out, put it right in my driver. Yep. And yep. now it ha- now it's accepting everything that I want. Anything to you want to put into it. It's fucking brilliant. My only brilliant. beef about it is the brilliant. The, the my only beef about it is the bit holder isn't magnetized enough. Oh. So the okay. bits fall out right. when I'm doing some stuff that's like pretty fast action but that's fixable i need to get yeah. each one of you guys one of the magnets out of the, the siren drivers that we have at if work. you guys are looking for this kit yep. honestly for 30 bucks i got each one of these guys at for christmas the best thing ever for man. 30 bucks you cannot fucking miss on this thing and i'll give you the part number for it the uh this is one of those ones. It's part number two six zero seven zero one seventy one sixty. and it's i don't a 27 care. piece Hex sockets and mini ratchet kit. And I don't care what toolkit your motorcycle has. Right. You need this kit. This thing in your is motorcycle. a fucking lifesaver. Yeah, it really and is. And it has all the torxes that you'll need. It has all the hexes that you'll need. And the only thing it's got stupid in is it's got a couple of like, it's got a couple of, a set of Phillips heads that are those X Phillips, those X heads. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing in there that you don't need. Yep. But it has the right ones. It's got this the seven millimeter, the eight millimeter, the ten, the thirteen. Uh, it's a really good little thing, and it fits in your pocket. So well done for under thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. amazing, best thing ever. These guys are all smacking each other's dicks, and we don't know why. Yeah, well, it's, it's brown liquor. John's yeah. not supposed to have brown liquor. We, My, we've, we've established this. My coworker had that same set. Yeah, that set. It all the time, that yeah. set is the actual cat's ass. Um, yeah, when I discovered that and started buying them, like that's that's the the thing. Like you do that in a JS JAS multi-bladed screwdriver, oh, you're done, and you're done. You got. I just ordered that's Christmas the vessel number two and number three. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to have. And I was playing around with a little bit of work. And it's just, uh, now, what I was trying to do at work wasn't good. I was just breaking the heads off the screws anyway. <laughs> but that's what I normally it's just, just whacking them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just a situation where that's where that's going to happen. Right. But it was very nice. I just give it one whack yeah. and drive it into a screw, and then I can just twist the head right off. Yeah, just it, and it breaks them nice. Breaks like, them off clean. <laughs> Well, we have these fucking uh, 50 amp breakers that bolt to the Crown Victoria fender well oh, under shit. the hood. Oh, and so those this, are getting rusted. Yeah, they yeah. just rust the fuck. There's right. no getting them apart without. Now, I normally I'll just take my impact driver and put it in a, put the the nut in a vise, and then hit the Phillips head with the impact driver until it breaks the head off. <laughs> but I was able to easily do that too with the vessel, and it was nice. With you know the vessel just one tap. Yeah. But it sticks it right into the screw. It's yep. not coming out. It's and, not going anywhere. You know. So uh, next up is the Basil Hayden's 2x2 two two rye. Drawing on the spirit of our original 
high rye bourbon recipe, we've doubled down. And with this balanced blend of rye and two bourbon whiskeys, what? we're gonna create an uncommonly smooth, yet slightly sweet profile. It has a little wooden and copper and stainless and aluminum chastity belt on it. Does this have the green underneath the chastity belt? It is green. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It has the green under the this chastity belt. This is a Kentucky straight wide yeah. whiskey blended with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys. Mm -hmm. Limited release. Mm -hmm. Distilled and bottled by Kentucky Springs Distillery. Mm -hmm. Distilling company. Easier for you to say. Claremont, Frankfurt, Kentucky. Yeah, Frankfurt, Kentucky. USA. I've been I've been to this distillery. It's a I thought it was a Jim Beam product. It is a Jim Beam yeah. product. Yep. That's exactly right. I have it's a question. Artfully yep. balanced. Why is green the color of rye whiskey? Because of the rye. Well, rye yeah. wheat is green. Yeah, it's green. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little okay. bit different. Yeah. Because the the Jim Beam rye is green. Um, like that. Will yep. it uses the green on Foil all the rise. dips, they yep. use black on the bourbons. That's right. This exclusive release marries two Kentucky straight rye wiki, whiskeys with two Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys, yep. creating a golden spirit rich in aromas of caramel, brown sugar, and vanilla. There you go. A smooth 80 proof. The rye spice is balanced with rich sweetness and notes of wood. With a pleasant, lingering finish, this uncommon spirit is perfect for enjoying any way you like. Uh, last time I had this, I was so rocked off my kettle, I couldn't have stood upright if you'd have paid me. Uh, by the time we got to this bottle, and these were $129 or $139 then, they're a little they're a little pricier than that now. What are they now? $170? So $170 a bottle on this one. No, I, I paid under $60 for this. Well, there you go. Just a few, two or three years ago. You bought it right. Well, well, you guys know. No, I told you, you the price of I whiskey. Love I love right. the standard Basil yeah. Hayden's yeah. bourbon. And the price of whiskey has tripled, and this is a great example of that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of whiskeys have gotten three times more expensive than they were five years now, ago. Who owns that, that sucks. Okay, everybody out there, fucking stop drinking rye whiskey <laughs> and Kirby so I can get it for less, you or bastard. Send it to us for free. <laughs> Exactly. Right. It's a reasonable request. It is a reasonable request. You know what? That whiskey in your in your mom's liquor cabinet isn't doing anybody any good anyway. So send it all. We'll filter through it. Right. We'll parse through it. It's fine. We'll tell you what's good and That's what's right. bad. And we'll drink it and let you know how good it was. Rate it for you. And we'll yeah. rate it for you. Exactly. What, yep. You know, the beautiful thing about like bourbons and whiskeys is that first instant that it hits your lips and tongue. Mm -hmm. It's sweet. Yeah. It's that sweet... You know, Again, this, John, it, is how we end up... Etch medleys. Leg wrestling. <laughs> it's it's so good. This is how we end up at Smedley's leg wrestling. So, you've got a heritage soft tail. Want leg wrestle? <laughs> well, so you say that's 100th anniversary Harley out there. A leg wrestler for it. <laughs> so, Phil. So, they're closed to 10 now. I have a question. Fire away. I doubt Smedley's is close to 10. End of October. Yeah. Cleveland, Ohio. Right. COVID rampant. Oh, rampant. How is motorcycle sales? We we have officially stopped. Oh, you guys missed it. I had a Panigale in here. Shit. We had a Panigale like today. We got a Panigale yesterday at about 5 p.m. This is one of those sketchy deals of sketchy deals. A guy was doing a long distance sale. A guy here in Cleveland was selling his Panigale 
to a guy from Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. And because they couldn't figure things out on the trust and the internet thing, they decided to use a local dealer as their go-between. The guy in Salt Lake City mailed us an envelope with $18,000 in it. Holy shit. Wow. Cash? Yep. Okay. Now, I have done this before. So clearly he believes in vote by mail. My buddy Mike Frankovich in California, in North Hollywood, he had a shop called you know North Hollywood Scooters, and he would send you know large amounts of cash through the mail. He but put you it, can insure it. He yeah. put it in a magazine, and he would insure it. So that I never had to do that until I bought my van last year in Phoenix, and the guy was very cagey. He just wouldn't work with me at all. So I took six or seven thousand dollars and put it in an envelope inside of a magazine, and because they tell you not to send money through the mail, I insured it for seven thousand dollars. And when it listed the contents of the package, I put federal notes. Oh, well done. Freedom units. I'm not lying. They're yep. federal yeah. notes. It says so right on the damn thing. So I uh, I did. I, I sent the money to him, and it worked out great. Well, this $18,000 was the single largest dollar amount I had shipped into my shop in a plain brown envelope. Um, and it came in FedEx. See, you know, it's funny, though. Yeah. I mean, you would think that if they intercepted that and just, like, inspected it randomly... That it would have been confiscated because Absolutely. they're crazy about like anything over ten thousand. Right. I mean, right now you go into the bank, you ask yeah. for like two thousand. Well, you might like, as well ask. What do you want? What do you want? Why do you want this money? What are you going to do with it? It's like it's not your fucking money. It's my money. It's right. like why do you want to even know what I'm going to do with my money? I want to set it on fire in my backyard <laughs> while I light. For light yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I'd like I, to buy weapons with it. <laughs> I had a, an idea I'm an of American. Uh, getting I'm like a rust-free truck down south on this trip, so I right. was going to bring a bunch of cash with exactly. me. Exactly. Like, right. Yeah, and I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm have. That's something I do is when I travel and I go to places where there isn't salt, I come back with other vehicles. I mean, smart. <laughs> if Japanese I said trucks. I'm going to go buy a machine oh, yeah. gun, Toyota, it should not matter. Am, shouldn't matter. It shouldn't nope. matter. I bought two nice rust. I mean. Those trucks that I bought yeah. from you, yeah, totally rust free. Exactly. Because you flew it, film, right. right? Every no, year. They no, came from Japan. because they oh, <laughs> they came from Tokyo. Oh, so yeah, actually, one was from Yokohama. You but, might want to yeah. check the radiation levels, but otherwise, yeah, you're pretty good. <laughs> Look, those are Godzilla survivors. Eye, but, you know, they're Godzukis. They're Godzilla survivors. Some people look their whole life for right. their third eye. Only forget. slight scratching on the back from Godzilla marks. Yeah, yeah Mothra. That's it. I like Mothra. Right, <laughs> it's exactly. It. If anybody would like Norma's address, who made this, that? Uh, yeah, that I relish really is did. really fucking She's eight good. Years old. Wow, really? Probably, could use a good blast. Probably choose the uh, choose the prep peppers <laughs> herself. Would she relish it? Oh, <laughs> she yeah. would relish it. If you stop the, by uh, with some uh, crackers and the cheese. so the uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up. So this Panigale was here in the shop. It's like a brand new bike, and the guy bought it for as we said eighteen thousand dollars and sent cash. And so the shipper, the U-Ship guy, showed up today. Otherwise, this, we could have all creamed all over this bike tonight. But Let it is going to be light out. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's, um, it is one of those things that when it showed up here, you know, our staff is like, okay, well, don't scratch it. Don't breathe on it wrong. You know, don't, don't sit on it. We don't want to do anything that would possibly damage it because obviously we don't own it right. and everything else. And 
it's true i'm it's a very exotic bike and it's it's super cool but it is artwork at that point it is truly a ducati panigale is very much there's not a single part on that bike that hasn't been well thought out and is literally artwork. It's There's, either a track bike or it's a rich guy going like, "Look at me, I got this fucking bike." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And it was the it was the V4R, you know, of mm. course. So the uh, very very cool, very sexy, uh, whatever just you want, a beautiful machine. I mean, there's no there's there's no getting around the fact that it's just drop dead gorgeous from any angle. Yep. But then I did I did some spend some time looking at it and like. The device that holds the rear swing arm on is made out of, like, angel spit. Really? Yeah. It's like the whole thing is a casting. Mm. So. No luggage needs to be on that bike. No. 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 Nobody under. You got to carry a little Italian girl on the back. I don't even. No. No, no, actually. Not on the bike. If it doesn't make fast, it doesn't go on the bike. At what (laughs) point do. Does little and Italian stop working for girls? <laughs> well, so you what know, do you think? What the Panigale does not have. It's a monoposto. There's no back seat, right? <laughs> so there's no place this. to put a passenger. I just yeah. like to say Jake's been getting off kind of light on this podcast. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have talked to him next. We need to fucking next. pipe up. We can work on him a little no, bit. No next, yeah. next. No, we're gonna hit you next. Uh, yeah. But so on this bike, what do you think that the the highest person, like not highest, like I'm stone because that's me, but I'm saying the tallest person. On it, I so. got on it today. I got on it, and it fit me quite nice. Really, honestly, you I didn't, I got you all the way back your in the knees seat. No, your face. no, it, it wasn't was like a, a no. Oscar only bike. No, that was the Super Sport. So the right. Super Sport was literally an Oscar only yeah, bike. There's the one no bike, way yeah, I could ride like that. Super my sport. dick was in my yeah. asshole when that I tried to sit that. Yeah, no, way too that's tight. Normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, way too fucking tight. Go fuck yourself. But the Panigale, it really is. It is legitimately big enough that I could ride it. But the thing is. <laughs> it's it is very fragile so because it's so fragile i don't trust myself like mm. even the idea of putting all of my body weight on the pegs was right. frightening to me <laughs> because i looked at the way the pegs were held onto the motorcycle right and i was like i've broken metal thicker than that before and that sip of willows was just all vanilla right there yeah it's, all, it's really good man so that's the panigale i brought pictures up to it and but it's just every little thing of it is like made out of spider web yeah, like, I mean that's yeah. what that bike is. I right. mean, from the ground up, that's yeah. what that was meant. It's it was all about for like scalpel engineering, it is the scalpel of motorcycles. In lightness, and every part of it. Like there are things that you can't do. Like I love to grab a bike, throw it over on the side, and spin it around on its side stand. Right, mm-hmm. use the doing, side stand no, as a device to no, turn the bike around. No, yes, no, 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 no. Well, the side stand on this bike goes into the engine cases. Oh. You'll break everything. Smart. Right. You're done. Yeah. So done. the second you try to horse the bike over to do a pivot turn on the side stand, all the oil comes out. Yeah, no. no. And you now owe the customer a motor. <laughs> the uh, there's there's nothing on this bike that I would dis- define as being robust. <laughs> Everything on this bike is as thin as they could make it. But if you want to go like 200 miles an hour, sure. it's probably the bike you want. There's no doubt in my mind that if I need to change directions way too fast... Yep. At way too much of a speed, this is probably the right tool for the job. It is wafer thin. Wafer thin. And this is what the right. podcast is going to do when we spin the turn right now. Yeah. And we make Jake tell us all about his trip and uh, everything he's oh, been going through. I wish. So we I can hear from a, this guy. For the next yeah. half hour, Jake will speak to you about now what, everything he knows. What we would have to say is yeah. that Jake showed up today in desperate need of a valve adjustment. Yep. 
I like the desperate word. That's yep, always desperate good. is good. His valves were silent. I went back and listened. How much out? A tappy valve think? is a happy valve. How much? How much out? Who knows? He was, he, was, he was crushing it, as we said. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> so, as you say, he was crushing it. That means there was no clearances. Oh, good. He good. was. He good. was. His clearance was zero. Mm-hmm. And so, luckily, that brings the service, uh, the hourly rate up from ninety to. Uh, <laughs> to well, but his bike's got twelve and a half thousand miles on it, thirteen thousand miles. Twelve, 12 and a half, yeah. So it's thirteen, yeah, twelve and a half thousand miles on a KLR six fifty. It's second generation, two thousand and eight, like first year of the right. second generation, and the bike has no evidence of ever being fucked over. So how long have you owned it? Uh, two years, but two years, I, right? I haven't had the chance to really ride it that mm-hmm. much. So no. How views. many miles do you think of those twelve and a half thousand miles? How many do you think? Oh, uh, I got on? it at about nine. So okay, it's about three thousand miles, yeah. right? So, so no up? abuse, no fuckery. Yeah. nobody's ever been in. I went over the bike and looked at it real carefully, and there's really no evidence of the bike being like thrown away, you know, on a bad wheelie or frame cracked or even the stuff like. The KLRs, uh, the rear uh, seat assembly. So mm-hmm. everything that's on the the perch for the rear seat, that's usually held in with you know a couple of small bolts that go into hang the rear subframe on. And it's a cool thing to do is replace those two small bolts that go in with one big fucking long bolt. Drill through subframe bolt. Yep. And you put this big monster subframe bolt, and that's what I did on my KLR before I sold it off, mm-hmm. and you know put mm-hmm. all the SW. You built the most beautiful KLR and then sold it. Exactly. Well, and Phil that bike's doing it. All that, bikes. And what that bike's doing the Transamerica you know, Trail you right know now. My KLR is right outside, right? Yeah. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> His bike is prettier than my bike. Well, right. what did I say when I walked in? I'm like, who's sexy who's ass? Sexy ass KLR is that right? Out there, right. right? right. And I'm glad you think so. Yeah, so I crawled all over it, and it's really, really clean. Mm-hmm. Do you have? You've got tube tires. I mean, tube tires. Still yeah. got two tube, tube tires. If though. only I, I you had a vagina sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I would never leave the house. But it did. The bike's <laughs> super clean, but it definitely, like he was saying, he consumed a quart of oil. At least a quart of oil in twelve hundred and. 50 miles. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So okay. a quart of oil in 1,250 miles. I yeah. need to know exactly why this happened. Oh, you yeah. will. You're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find out. Because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. We figured it out. So I told I told our mechanic about it. I was like, well, he's got a complaint. And I said, he's uh, he's using a lot of oil. So unless he's holding it at 85 miles an hour, which we do get KLRs, we do get some blow by if you crank her wide open and hold her wide open, which I didn't think this bike was having that issue. But it was pretty obvious he was using a lot of oil, and there was a lot of oil in his airbox. Yes. A yes. whole lot of oil in his okay. airbox. Just cleaned it yesterday. Right. So so two days ago. The bike was puking oil into the airbox. Mm. Well, so let's get into it. The KLR has a system to purge the gases from the crankcase, mm-hmm. which all bikes do, and all modern bikes do. And usually what there is is there's a, a tube coming out of the top of the crankcase, mm-hmm. and that tube goes into the airbox... And so all the sins that leave the crankcase, all the oil vapor and shit that leaves the crankcase, goes into the airbox and gets burned again. Right. You know, PCV valve. PCV valve would really help the situation a lot, but in this case, they don't have one, right? It's just open? It's open. It's a straight through. Okay. It goes... So is it, it vents from the... It vents the, from the top of the crankcase. From the top of the crankcase. Right into the airbox. It's mm. a Kawasaki. So wouldn't it like, pulse? Yeah. Oh, t- like crazy. And if you're if you're the kind of guy that likes to do wheelies, as soon as you wheelie the bike back, 
what goes into that tube is 100% oil. Jake, okay. are you a wheelie guy? Uh, no. No. <laughs> okay. But the idea being is if you have a Not lot of oil lie. in your air box, if you've got a lot of oil in your crankcase, you're guy the guy that goes, oh, I'm going to go to the full line mm -hmm. every time. Right. Then at high, at full chat, when you're going on the freeway, then a whole lot of oil goes up that tube. Because that's why they put, sometimes they put like a, like a, like a, a wide spot in the pipe absolutely that way yep. if the oil gets in there yep. it I, sets yeah right. it's it can, an oil trap yeah right it's an oil trap the oil gets trapped in there and on the klr to do everybody a favor on the far far left side of the klr they put a drain plug mm -hmm. so there's actually a drain plug in the air box that nobody knows about because nobody ever read their owner's manual and that every occasional like you know every full moon you're supposed to go out and take the plug off of your airbox and drain all the, the raw oil out of your airbox. Like the Vespa GTS is like all those little balls. Exactly. Yeah. They got a float bulb. You can mm -hmm. see it. You can see how much oil's in it. So mm -hmm. it gets changed all the time. The KLR one you can't see and you don't even know it's there until you read your owner's manual. Now, some genius prior to Jake. <laughs> Sean, I'm sorry. <laughs> somebody had decided to take that tube that comes up out of the crankcase yep. and literally just cork it. Okay, so Sean, we're going to find you. With a bolt. Okay. So <laughs> that bolt's going someplace with a sundown shot. What is when you just cork it. Yep. Like, I'm all for removing EVAP systems. Yeah, but. I'm all for, like. That's not an EVAP. Canisterectomies. No. no. I'm yeah. all for taking things off your bike that make it worse. Just real quick, yeah. if you own a BV500 oh, yeah. and you're riding it and it shuts off after you ride it, yeah. You did not remove the canister. You need system. a canisterectomy. You overfilled yep. the gas right. tank. Yeah, well, exactly. That too. <laughs> or you overfilled the gas tank. As One of so those many two people things. have. Yeah, and right. that's on a lot of motorcycles. Right. Now, in particular, this idea, this down and dirty method of like, look, I'm going to do the world a favor. I'm going to hack this hose off mm -hmm. and I'm going to put a bolt in it. I'm going to mm -hmm. plug it so that now nothing can escape my engine crankcase. Mm. That's a problem. Yep. Because your crankcase is not supposed to be sealed. Mm -mm. Because when you apply throttle and lots of it, pressure builds up in your crankcase, and the pressure has to go somewhere. Well, it turns out if the pressure has nowhere to go, what'll happen is it'll push oil past your rings. And then your bike becomes what we in the industry call a two-stroke. You do, <laughs> you do absolutely need a breather of some sort. You do need a breather. I assure you, you need a breather. Well, his bike was corked. It you was literally positive corked. crankcase ventilation. Exactly. And I he take had responsibility for that one. Well, he had zero <laughs> crankcase ventilation. I mean, some one of the things that I did to my CT90, yeah, because it has a breather, but it's down in the crankcase, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have a top end breather. That's right. So one of the things that I like, like with a super a single overhead cam motor, yep, you take one of the valve cover, the valve tappet covers right. off, yep. drill it out, put mm -hmm. a fitting in it. Yep. Now you have a top end breather. Put a barb in it yeah. and put a really long hose on it. Yeah, not the yep. bottom one. Right, not the bottom one. <laughs> no way, not the bottom one. But that yeah. actually can make a difference Absolutely. in a bike in the way it pumps yep. oil and yep. stuff like and that. And that was the reason why all the ruckus motors blew up. I mean, the early ruckus motors We got a ruckus up. motor in the back right now. You can move the crank with your hand in no. an orbital fashion. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, because of toast. that. That's because, because they didn't that. vent the... That's because they didn't vent the crankcase. Every yep. time the piston yep. goes up, it blows some oil out. That's right. But every time the piston goes down, it sucks some fresh air That's in. That's right. Isn't and that what it'll do is it'll cool your top end by yeah. sucking and blowing that air in That's and out right. of your top end. Yeah. Sucking so, and blowing? So his bike... Oh, suck and blow the fuck out of it. <laughs> so his bike had, in fact, a giant plug Isn't in that the, a big deal on the early Metropolitans, too? Yeah, um, yes, exactly. So this is... Every motorcycle... The other concept, then, is yeah. windage. So yeah. 
Well, windage is when you blow the air out. Right. It's plates and and sort of a labyrinth mm -hmm. to catch the oil, but yep. let the air out. That's right. So you always have some sort of plate or something like Many that. Many motorcycles historically. So that the oil hits the plate yep. and clings to it Splash and drips plate. back into the motor. Yep while letting the air escape. Many motorcycles have had a little metal box or a little plastic box that had a couple of baffles in it so that the oil would go up and hit one or two of the baffles. Mm -hmm. The air would go out the top of the box and then the oil would drip back down in. You would lose no oil whatsoever. And the condensate goes down the other exactly. tube that you right. drain out. Yep. So. That's exactly right. And so we've seen things where people have put one-way valves, PCV valves, mm -hmm. on the intake side and on the exhaust side or the low pressure side of the motor and the high pressure side to literally let air flow through to keep oil from getting milky and things like that. Right. But in this particular case, this was the best example ever of why you should never put your thumb over the straw. Right? <laughs> what, what God has designed to be an open air, zero pressure atmospheric situation should be an atmospheric situation. And when you impart a vacuum to it or a pressure vessel, then oil is going to go places it shouldn't go. And in his case, oil went out the tailpipe. But what's weird is a lot of oil went into the airbox. A lot. So Well, I mean, let's talk right about that yeah. instance right there. Go ahead. Yeah. If you cap off yep. the breather on the bottom end, on the bot on the back side on the of back the piston. Side. That's right. When the piston comes down, yep. it's going to pressurize your crankcase. Bingo. And it's going to want to force oil up through His your His airbox oil. looked like an oil refinery. Yeah. Like <laughs> he had a pint of oil in his airbox. So that's another example of a bad thing that can happen if you do have a plugged engine breather tube. Hey, fuck I feel face. Like a you want this fucking bourbon? Like, let the kids stay out. No, too late or it's something. Fun. <laughs> well, but, but this is part of the fun part about working on motorcycles because when you work on motorcycles. Fuck face responded in the affirmative. <laughs> And this is why we don't let John have brown liquor. The, this is, you know what? Brown, here for brown liquor, John's my favorite, John. No way. <laughs> Wait, oh, lightning, chocolate, man. thunder? <laughs> <laughs> my yes. favorite episode of all time. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have a consensus. <laughs> Sorry, man. Wait, can we invite them to the 300th? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. say it was going to be a party. John is now approaching the color of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's lit. Look at him go. Becoming John Moflage. He's becoming the the picture of Scotland. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's a nice fre he's a nice shade of Meckle Fresh right now. Rudolph the red nose reindeer. <laughs> What's our time so far? Had a very shiny on the on the one thirty nine. All right, we're doing so, good. So, so speaking of the three hundredth episode. Yes, the three hundredth episode. Are we doing it at the campsite? Well, we're doing <laughs> it somewhere because it's literally only a week from today. So well, we have to decide this, and we have to tell people because right, the there are going to be people that right. want to come out for this. Well, I think that we probably shouldn't try to do it on a Thursday night. No, no, no this be a needs Saturday night. Saturday. It should probably be a Saturday night. So my that wife is going. I have to drive my wife to Chicago right. next Saturday, but I'm leaving at five in the morning. I'm actually dropping her off in South Bend. What? Because <laughs> she has to take care of my my niece. John's yeah. like. You're driving so, to South Bend to get rid of your wife? Steve's like, I'm cool with driving 15 hours. I'm just dropping my wife off. Then we'll be cool to fucking party. Like a, yeah. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is the, ho the homestead is available. The homestead is available. <laughs> for the 300 So that episode. would be the 24th, right? Yeah, so 20, it's, it'll be yeah, the 24th. We're going to have that. 
So the 24th, we'll do our 300th episode. Do you want to do it at the at the camp? At yeah, we can Oberlin? set tents up. We yeah. can, I mean, if we we'll should do it at the camp. And I will film everything, and we will do, not only will we do the podcast, but we'll oh do the podcast God. after hours. Oh, okay, we can shoot. The podcast No, we after can shoot hours. there. Yeah. yeah. We could ride bikes. All right. I mean, many, I say many I bikes, will volunteer but... my van to be the gun locker to keep you fucking drunken idiots away from triggers. Okay. Until we're sober in the morning. Perfect. Yeah. And you know what? Safe. If we yeah. so if Jake, I get that you, other property next door, we could burn down their back. back. You need to go to Florida and then cycle <laughs> my back. back. I got their no burns. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate okay. it. So I think we should do that. I think we should do mini bikes. Um, oh, guns. mini bike racing. We need a trophy. Yeah. There'll be a trophy involved. I, I don't care what it is. I have is, a lot of trophies. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've got like a week to get the clutch on the S65 fix. Or I can bring you a donor. Well, I think Phil. I think Phil should bring at least two or three <laughs> mini bikes, yeah. and we all race those. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. All right. Well, we'll find out. That's a we'll lot see. of pressure on Phil. It is a lot of pressure on Phil. So but we'll see what happens. So here's let's Stranger let's go back to like very informative information, as opposed to just being drunk. Disinformation. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah right. no, no, no. Let's go back this to that information. <laughs> no, but so Phil, I, I consider you a fairly apropos. Electric motorcycle slash car aficionado. Well, I do enjoy I do enjoy things that goes that. Yep. Yeah. And you also have deposits on vehicles that are electric powered and things and stuff like that. I have a deposit on a uh, Cybertruck. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yep. what is Phil's official opinion on the Lucid sedan? There's too many. I'm gonna. I'll be the first one to tell you. There are too many new. Electric vehicles for me, who's but an enthusiast. The to keep Lucid track of. is right. like I'm beating the S, and I'm going to make it affordable. And it was so meaningful that Elon was like, "We're dropping the price by five thousand dollars because of this fucking thing." Right. Yeah. So it's what seventy-seven thousand four hundred dollars. Right. And you get a seventy-five hundred dollar tax credit because you get ten percent tax credit. Right. Right. And it has a what five hundred and seventeen mile range. Come yeah. On. I mean, but but again. I have to be real careful when I talk about electric stuff. Okay. Because doing 12 miles an hour? Yeah. Okay. Stats right now, we still measure things with horsepower. Right. And that's really the wrong way to measure electricity. Well, the reason right. I ask you this is yeah. because this is like you are one of the few people I know that yeah. have been involved in the electric motor transport right. situation for at least 10 years. Like yeah. you've been involved oh, yeah, at in this least, in a yeah. long time. I've, I've been really, really. And you've sold zero hard. for yeah. how long? How many years? We started in 2014. Okay, so, so yeah. like yeah, like you have the knowledge to mm -hmm. actually. So this is not me asking yeah. some schmuck that's like, oh, I like zero, I like whatever. You've like, got the juice, the spruce to get nice with. Thank you. So like you have the background to go. actually put an opinion on this. So I'd like to hear your opinion. I don't. Unlike. Zero, which has literally been producing motorcycles for well over ten years. Right. There's nothing vaporware about zero. Mm -mm. You can you can sit on them, you can ride them. They're all here. They don't produce anything unless it's literally been tested, been crashed, been taken apart, been run in Australia, been been overheated a thousand times, and then they sell it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right now, what's happening is and to the point. Yeah, they've survived. Yes. 
Absolutely. They're yeah, durable. nobody's been disappointed. Right. Most and people that own zeros are, are pumped. Nobody's right. coming out and saying that fucking zero is a piece of shit. Right, right. It's a waste of money. Nobody's ever said it's a low-quality Nobody's product. ever come right. back and said anything less than, wow, this is a fantastic fucking and bike. And their customer yeah, right. support, in my experience with them, is anytime they've ever had a customer that was less than thrilled, they have gone crazy trying to help that customer. Hmm. Like, the stuff that we have done... Piaggio wouldn't authorize. Triumph wouldn't authorize. Ducati wouldn't authorize. Any of the brands we ever worked with would never let us do what we've done with zeros to make the customer happy. Government mm-hmm. subsidies are so good. Yeah, it's and it, it is that. Something to be said. There's there's something about all that. Here's what I can say about Lucid. Is that where do I go buy one mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. I've got seventy grand burning a hole in my pocket. I've decided I want to buy a Lucid. Mm. Where do I go buy one? Right there. I would okay. say CarMax or, <laughs> okay. or Carvana. Right. <laughs> the point being that they don't have any. Yeah. Right? right. So with the Elio, right? Don't even bring that up. In that's this like market. A, that's right. like an open store. Right. Well, in this market, there are a whole lot of people that have this phrase. Although the EPA has yet to test it, mm. dot, dot, dot. Mm. And then they go on to make extravagant claims. Right. Although it's not NHTSA certified, dot, dot, dot. And then let's they make just extravagant get the most, but, but, Let's just yeah. get the most uncomfortable thing right out of the way first. Yeah. yeah. Let's get the most discrediting right. thing right. right out of the way first. Well, right. Elon acknowledged them and right. dropped prices on his vehicle because they're releasing this vehicle. Well... And I like Elon. I'm not an Elon hater. Like I think he's fucking pretty badass. If I had a billion dollars, right. I would be doing what he's doing. I, I, I like don't him I, because he hates Bill Gates. Yeah, well, well that too. I, but, but everybody hates Bill to Gates. All of these things. Yeah, right. What we can say for what we can say for sure is that despite this car being less than eighty thousand dollars of money, I'm not going to spend anyway. I don't have eighty thousand dollars fantasy dollars. I don't have you know. Can I make an Elon comment? Please do. Ilion has a checkbook that he can write out of that is from the U.S. government for his right. space program. Right. Yeah. So his cars and all right. this and anything else he endeavors in is almost inconsequential to the billions of dollars that he's getting for sending mm-hmm. things into oh, space. Oh, hell yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, he yes, he can, he can sell stupid flamethrowers and he can, send yeah. a, he can send a Tesla into space and this, that, because what his main gig is... Right. Is so fucking spectacular, right? Right. Let's so look at the Cybertruck. I mean, right. I imagine a, a first stage that can land itself. Yeah, right. I, I mean, mean that is just. I mean that is just. That's unbelievably cool. Nobody's doing that. Right. Well, no, dude. What he's doing that? No, but uh, it, that's what I'm saying. It. But nobody oh. else is doing no, that. No, but I mean, if you had his ever money, done that. that's right. what I would be doing. I would be doing cool shit with money. Yep. Like, why sit on money if you can't right. do cool well, shit? No, no, that guy. That guy's a visionary. Yeah. Right. 100%. Tesla could sell five cars a year, mm-hmm. and he'd still be rich. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's trying to change the world, which is cool. Like, right? In but a he's positive not trying to way. change, but he's changing the world in a way that you should change the world. Mm-hmm. Right. I said in a positive yep. way. Like, yeah. You know, interesting things. All right. But so, like, but this company's coming out, and they're like, kind of like jousting for his position. A lot of people are. So this is the big thing right now. But, but well, like that's always getting... been my that's always been my thinking. Is like GM, right? Ford, all these companies are just going to let him pioneer the way. Yep. 
And once he's got it locked, on right. lock, oh, this is the, the platform, right. they're just going to produce their own version of it. Of and course. And steal that's, it from that's what everybody thinks. Yeah, but, but this company B- is BMW trying, couldn't do it. But this company is jumping out and saying, we are better. And, like, it's coming from his company. It's coming from, like, I, I, first I read an article that said it was the head engineer. Then I have <laughs> read an article that said it was the head engineer of the, the windshield wipers or something like that. That's true. Yeah, it so is. it's like Absolutely ridiculous. True. Whatever the guy that the guy that the guy that left Tesla to do this car company was in charge of the windshield wipers, right? On the Tesla well, so car, did he steal? <laughs> right. So what did he do? Steal all the no, files when he left? Right, I don't know. Right. And that's no. the whole thing. I left the company. I stole a lot of files. I just didn't fucking. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I'd have done what I should have done. But my windshield wipers will kick <laughs> Tesla's ass. There you go. Yep. Now one drop of water on those motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah. And that's right. and that's really and that's what it is. Um, so just, on this second, we're gonna go around a circle here, right? Real there. quick on the second go Willets yep. the, going around the table. Yeah. I got a little taste of caramel. Oh, this is the second Willets. This yes. is the second one. I was like, the first initial, as soon as it hit my tongue, I got a little bit of caramel. How is this different than the first Willets? This is not a single barrel whiskey. No, okay. This is the it's later yeah. foil topped. Um, can I just say this that is I can a little tell? Rough can I tell that this was not on a boat? <laughs> <laughs> I did not taste any seagull on a boat, shit, motherfucker, or rotten fish. Right, I'm still this on is the true. Sazerac. So the Sazerac. Definitely the eight hundred dollar <laughs> bottles. The eight hundred dollar bottles treating you all right. <laughs> the the Tesseract. The eight hundred dollar bottle is no, you're, treating you're you all right. No, I'm on the the you're thirty forty dollar bottle. That's Sazerac. You said those now cost like oh no, that's a thirty dollar bottle, right? In KLR money, that's like ten million. So <laughs> you're fucking. <laughs> you guys, yeah, that's how cheap I am. So. You don't transport these bottles in the back of your KLR. That's, no, true. That's true. There will never be any rye so whiskey. So we do need to bring this back around to Jake once we finish off the Tesla. Talk. Oh, okay. Yep, All right. Yep, yep. Um, so here's the question: How many Teslas, how many Tesla cars, right, have been sold to customers? How many how many Teslas are out on the road right now? People have bought them. What's yep. the number of Teslas that are out on the road right now that you can go and say? This is a product that Higher or lower. Consumer. Higher or lower. At least one million. One million. A 90. What? No, I'm saying 900. Nine, 900,000. Right, right. Anyone? 450,000. Right. 679,000. Have they sold their millionth? They have not, but they have sold 367,500 cars. Hmm. That's a drop in the bucket. Now, do you know... What's that compared to Ford or Chevy or anything? Well, do you know how many Lucid has sold? Seven zero fifty. Yeah, right. All right. So right. So this is my point. My point is when there's enough cars that Uh, Tesla has sold well over a third of a million cars. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's putting your money where your mouth is. Right. If anybody ever watched a movie years ago called Tucker, right? Mm -hmm. Tucker's big deal was all of that money, all that research and development, everything else, and the government tried to sue him and said he was a scam artist and said he was a charlatan. But the, tried to put him out of business. Everybody tried to put him out of business because he represented something that was uh, disruption disruption forces in the American car industry. Right. But at the end of the day, that motherfucker lined up 80 cars and people could take a ride in a real Tucker that was built in a real assembly line by real people. Right. And it took 80 fucking cars to win a lawsuit that says we aren't charlatans, we actually built what we said we were going to build. Right. 80 fucking cars. Tesla built 365,000 cars. Right. Now, from where I'm concerned, 
Tesla, in various different models too. Yes. So when you start right. getting exactly. particular with each model, yeah. some of those models might have only been fifty thousand. Right. Zero has sold thousands of motorcycles. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of motorcycles. So we know that that is a real thing. We can touch it. We can squeeze it. We can so hold as, on to it. As, as a, uh, and I should apologize because a million. Yeah. Selling a million cars or selling a million. That's Honda CB three fifty numbers. That's a lot. That's, that's a is, that is actually. A but lot. more yeah. importantly, yeah. so as a as a zero distributor and yeah. a sales advocate. Yeah. What is your return or complaint percentage? Super what, slim. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm Almost getting nothing. at. Almost yeah. nothing. Almost right? nothing. Yeah. And the times we've had customers had complaints, they were addressed almost immediately. Right. So, but here's the weird thing about like there's Tesla and then there's everybody else. So right now the everybody else. Eventually, the everybody else is going to turn into Ford. Hmm. Okay. Right. Right. And eventually, in the motorcycle industry, the everybody else is going to turn into Honda. Mm. So right now, there's Lightning, and there's like a lot of other electric motorcycle people Angelica that are out there. In, whatever. whatever. In Angelica, right. Ange right. And so there's a lot of great products out there, and there's a lot of things that are a little sketchy. But right now, Zero's definitely the one that has the most skin in the game. Most right. it, like if you're worried about your investment, right. you don't have to worry about well, buying a zero. Way. Would you buy a Harley Davidson or would you buy a zero if they were exactly the same price? Zero, zero. all day long. Right. So if you have a Harley Lightning and a zero and they're both exactly $22,000 and you're allowed to buy one of the two of them, do you buy the zero or do you buy the Harley Davidson? Have you watched Long Way Up yet? Or no, no, I haven't. Okay, I'm well, saving. Then, then you right. definitely want a zero. But the point being, <laughs> I would buy a zero because I know it has the support behind it. Right, right, right. And when we're talking about all these other car companies, mm -hmm. whatever they're called, you know, everyone's got a version of the Edison, but but the Nikola. Do you the, do you, know. you do you hold any validity to right. the fact that the guy left? No, because he doesn't have any more parts on the shelf than Tesla does. Okay. So all I care about is the first thing on this car that breaks. Right. Oh, good the point. first good reason point. I can't good drive point. to work in the morning and I got to make a phone call and say, hey, my shit didn't get me to work this morning is yeah. because I'm going to send a log. Mike, I'm going to go out in the cab of my vehicle and press a button. It's going to send you an email. It's going to tell you what the problem is. Mm -hmm. I need to have that part overnighted to me so I can get to work tomorrow morning. You Otherwise, know, your $70,000 car is useless. My, right. my only trusted mechanic right. is Wally. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> and I'm just gonna say this: He's right. a Christian. He's a Christian mechanic. All right. Wait, you mean that Wally? Over, Wally, like the movie? Wally. No, Wally's over on Memphis. <laughs> He's been around since the dawn of time. Right. He's okay. missing a finger. <laughs> he lost a finger. All good mechanics. You know. But he charges a very reasonable rate sure. and does an exceptional job. And he's a fantastic mechanic. He's the old school mechanic. Right. But when you take your car in for your exhaust, right, we'll also throw in a headlight or tail light bulb or whatever else. Little, a few little miscellaneous things, always for free. Right. Always a little something. It just goes, yeah, it yeah. needs to be done. Yep. All right, take your Tesla yeah. to Wally. No, exactly. Wally's going to look at your Tesla and say, "Look." Well, no, there's, there's, to your point, there yeah. are YouTube channels of guys trying to fix yes. Teslas, absolutely, and they Tree get builds. sued. Yep, yep. They get sued and they have to shut their channels down wow. because you're not allowed wow. to fix your own goddamn car. No user serviceable parts. Take your no Tesla. No user serviceable parts inside. There's a Seriously? seal on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Wally's going to look I at your know. Tesla. Tesla Wally's going to say, that's a really nice car. Yeah. Go somewhere else. But it has no business being here. And that's yep. the point is, 
So if I'm going to spend any amount of money, whatever it is, and I've got a deposit on a Cybertruck, and the reason I have a deposit on a Cybertruck and not a Rivian is the Cybertruck brings with it an entire network of parts that Tesla already figured out work. And you probably watched Long Way Up where you're like, fuck Rivian, this uh, shit is fucking I not good. What I watched is I watched the Cybertruck pull up, drop its ass down, and a ramp come out of the back like fucking the day the earth stood still. <laughs> and then you could load a fucking motorcycle right in the back of it. Right. And then press another button and it goes back up to ride height. Gee, who would help that? If and you it could costs back... less than Ein Toyota Tundra. <laughs> right. But if you could back of... two or three motorcycles in that thing's ass, it's fucking That's golden. what I said. I was like, can I leave the tailgate down and have the back tire of my motorcycles on the tailgate? And they were like, yes, affirmative. And I was like, done. If only we could find yeah. somebody that could use that function right. Exactly. I don't even right. know. I mean, it's got, you mean it has a ramp that deploys out of its ass that holds a thousand pounds? I'm in. Right. Yeah. But, but one of the things that we say about the zero yeah. is that there's some fewer parts. The reliability is yep. way right. up. I mean, so why wouldn't you feel? Why wouldn't it be the same with the test? You know how many moving parts are on that's a zero? zero? You know how many moving parts no, are on a zero? zero? Twelve. Twelve. There's 12 things that could actually eventually fucking wear out because they're moving parts. Does and seven of them are belts? human. No. no. Does a zero have cruise control? No, it doesn't have any of the does things. Does a zero have yeah. climate control? No, the it SRF has cruise things. control. Does, does yeah. a zero have any yeah. of the... There's a sound hold system. Hold on, hold on. Does a zero have... No, hold on, no, hold on. There's, there's I bet no, you... I, bet I won't you. hold on because I've been drinking bourbon. Okay. <laughs> but I bet you, I bet you it does have cruise control. And I bet hey, you it has... speak. It had heated grips. And I bet you it also has uh, everything else. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like the drivetrain. So right. you, you have a you have a simplified drivetrain. Right. There's a million failure points in a Tesla. There's a million failure points in a Tesla. How and many wheels does it have? Four versus two. And there's a thousand failure points in a zero SRS and an SRF because the Bosch control system right. handles all these great things. But literally, I can pull out the Bosch control system by unplugging one thing. And then plug a new Bosch control system in, and then theoretically everything's fine. We that's actually tune of how many dollars? And right, and that's what it comes down to: is the cost of ownership. They did a test, and I can't remember which police department, but they were running Dodge Chargers, and they got in two Z. They got in two Teslas, so they ran two Teslas against their fleet of Dodge Chargers. <laughs> Dodge Charger is an evil fucking beast. <laughs> yes, and what they is. said was <laughs> that the Teslas paid for themselves in two years. So the Tesla was more affordable in two years than the Dodge Chargers were. And the Fiats break down. Well, who said Fiat? You said Fiat, yeah. Fiat? Dodge. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fiat. But the... But the Tesla was more reliable in a job like being a police car. The Tesla was more reliable after two years of hard use than the Charger was. So, you know, that's an interesting point because nothing gets worse treatment than a police car. So police cars get pretty well fucked over. So, yeah, uh-oh. Especially by the guy that's putting the electronics in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's that. But on a motorcycle standpoint, it's like, yeah, I'm going to buy the Zero because the Zero has been doing it longer than anyone else. And that's one of my things, like, we're set up to be an Energica dealer, but with Energica coming in, I haven't had them yet, right? So they're not here yet. We're a dealer, but they're not and here. Energica, to me, is the Elio of the future. Energica. I mean, Energica. Energica. Still. Energica. I don't trust anybody anymore. 
Right. <laughs> you're just burned. Oh, you're telling us something we burned. don't already fucking know. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, that's big Dan, news. I, the only How much money did you lose on the Elio deal? Dan's opinion on liquor, and he has a very good opinion on liquor. He has liquor. got a very astute opinion of liquor. And I only appreciate his opinion on um, a speculator about Dan. A yeah. speculator. Yeah. That's one of the things I appreciate. Yeah. Yep. The, yeah. Uh, I fully trust. Steve if you look over your shoulder, system. that is one of the most amazing, exotic, and sexy motorcycles I have ever seen in my life. Um, and yeah. I had the pleasure of riding that last year. And it's drive. that's electric. Look at that little extra ass bump that goes right into the crack of your ass. Yeah, that thing is insanely good. That motorcycle is frighteningly good and now, effective. Was that a 182? Was that a... What's that? Two ten. What? Oh, the 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 this the float plane in the background yeah. <laughs> that looked like a one eighty two. Yeah, that was a one eighty two in the background with the floats on it. But the uh, but yeah, that Energica, that's the Eva Rebel, and that is one of the most sinister, amazing, freakishly good motorcycles I've ever ridden in my life. So where are they? Where are they? In- they are being sold faster. What they can be built. So in in the U.S. too. I don't think they're U.S. Are they? No, they're Italian. They're yeah. built. No, but I'm built, saying like yeah. like I have Italian. never heard anything about them in the U.S. except right. for from you. Right. The the this particular product, this particular bike, these things are, uh, you know, the Zero's got a 14.4 battery, mm-hmm. 14.4 kilowatt. It's these a are twenty one. Was it like a Brembo yeah. three pot? Caliper yeah. On the yeah. Front? It's well, how much do they weigh? A lot. A fucking lot. lot. These bikes are heavy fur. I mean, these are like 550 pounds. That's a chain final drive? Yeah, chain final drive. And if you want one, what yeah. is the cost in your wallet? Uh, it's like 23 27. to 2700 23 to 27000 So yeah. how does that compare to the best zero? About five to $6,000 more. And what's the range and stuff? Like, a lot more. If you had the So money, going from a 14 so battery to a 21 buying? battery? What are you buying? So the funny thing is I would buy the zero because I know it would be easier to own. Okay. To get a thing for, I feel like the zero would be easier to get a thing for. So both have like almost minimal upkeep. It's interesting to see that it has passenger pegs, but almost no place for a passenger. Yeah, and that is true. Your your the gal on the back is going to have to be very accommodating. Let's put it that way. So okay, so you you have money. Your money's not an object. Yeah, most of my motorcycles don't have a back seat anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, but money's not an object. You have these two bikes sitting in front of you. Right. And you know you're going to keep them for five years right. minimum. Yeah. What What are you taking? I might go with the Eva with the with the Energica mm-hmm. only because it is so fucking fast. Wow. It is so wow. fucking fast, and it has a very long range. Um, What's the range? It's about. 200 miles. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's And what's the charge time for that? It's a, it's, like a, it's a level 2 level charger. Two. Yeah, it's a level yeah, 2 right. charger. So it's going to be about 2 hours on level 2. Really? Yeah. They're very they are very comparable an SRS or an SRF rather, an SRF and an EVA Rebel or an Eva Rebel from Energica are very very comparable. Hmm. They're they're very very much so. Now by the sheer numbers, the um the Eva or EVA Rebel I'm just going to say Eva Rebel from Energica. It does have more torques. 
but not a lot more torques. It's like 10 more torques, mm-hmm. right? It's negligible. Right, it ne- is. Negligible. I can't Easy say for you to say. Yeah, right. And the, uh, I had to say that for Chris. <laughs> yeah. But the, That's the whiskey talking. Right. But having right. more battery with you is kind of nice. Yeah, it having that, like, rims. the range. Hey, so, the ten, so the they offset the weight. So though? if you look at the Rebella with the gold package, mm-hmm. it's just fucking, oh, it's very sexy. And it does Ducati-esque. look. Ducati esque. It is very frightening. Well, you know what? I think this is more of an MV Agusta than a Ducati. Okay, yeah, it I'll needs more ground clear. clearance. Yeah, I think it's more of an. E- I think it's more of a. I don't like the ground clearance. Well, here's what yeah, I can yeah. tell you, John. Aside from going off road with it, you're not going to hit. That, if you dude. watch my video from last year of me trying to break that bike, I hit every corner at ridiculous speeds. I wouldn't try to do on a piston powered bike. Mm. It did very well, and and the thing is, that's one of those machines that. It delivers in a performance package better than anything I've... And I had just ridden the SRS, so I had literally just come off of the Zero SRS. It's paging too fast. I need to stare at it longer. (laughs) I want to see the 182. uh, Yeah, you want to see the Cessna again. Hold that pose right there. Stop. 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 Wait, hold on. Okay. All right, there you go. I just just need to stare. Just leave that there, right? Just leave that there. Drink it all in. And then... After riding the... Really weird the way the kickstand is hanging in the midair. It is weird. Yeah, I was looking at that. <laughs> it's just floating. Yeah. But so in my opinion, like riding the SRS and I'm riding this in the now. same day, this was more frightening I need more than the SRS. The, the SRS was very like safe and predictable, even in sport mode. This was a little scary. And part of riding fast motorcycles fast is that they're a little bit scary. And that the SRS felt like it was keeping me from killing myself all the time. Well, and this it's bike trying felt, to keep it. Right. And this right? bike felt like it would gladly watch me kill myself. Yeah. Like you know this what I love talking like, about yeah. more than an Italian electric bike? Yeah. There's an American Kawasaki. Kawasaki. <laughs> KLR650. I feel like you keep trying to punt this over to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no small amount of that. That is, that is live and in, that, is, that is happening right now. I so know. So, what, oh. so what have we been privileged? So what far? we have been no. privileged here. Where have we been so far? Uh, with I'm, this evening. I'm more interested in talking about Energica. Is a, <laughs> Energica. <laughs> is a gentleman, although he's never been called that. A gentle. By Not the name of Jake. Anything. Right, yeah. Jake. Jake comes to us Jake from upstate right. New York, a land far, far away, <laughs> in a galaxy. It's only a couple of tanks. I was going to say <laughs> of our own. Weren't you guys all just there two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> it's like with it's a huge says that KLR tank is probably like one tank away. It's one tank of gas. Yeah. yeah. Too speculator. I yeah. would. Yeah. I would like you to speak in brutal detail and brutal of how you lost your job. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> because uh, let me let me just tell you, Jake, that I've lost jobs before. Yeah, I've never lost. And a it job was clearly before. some of them were not my fault. A couple of them were clearly my, my fault. fault. Yeah, yeah, your male stripper job was destined to fail from the beginning. Wait, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Did, you, did you work for State Farm first of all? Yes, uh, my employer, my former employer, State Farm. Uh, Describe for me in detail the implosion of your last career. So, uh, have you guys ever heard of Enchanted Forest Water Safari? Yeah. The Enchanted Forest yeah. Water Safari? Yes. That sounds delightful. Does Carol Baskin well, have anything to do with that? <laughs> no, no, no. This... <laughs> no, wait a second. 
This here is a place where the fun never stops, and um, hey. it is open from, uh, you know, mid-June until Labor Day. Okay. Uh, I, I was the arcade manager, and uh, we didn't open this year. So There was uh, a time in my life where I would have given everything. <laughs> to be an arcade to be an arcade manager. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. It sounds really nice. I can really assure you it's kind of a rough job. Do you think your job <laughs> is insane? Pinball machines and, and old, old, old games. This is not Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Do you get to like stay? Interestingly enough, uh, our humble narrator oh, yeah. Phil, if I wanted to, yeah. has a bit of a fetish <laughs> for a old pinball. And old, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I, I see have, your road burners there. I have a road burners here. I have a Doctor Who pinball machine in my office. If you can fix that, Phil would like to no. talk to you. <laughs> He's a manager, not a. Not a <laughs> oh, I. I mean, we could talk about it. What's wrong with it? He says he's got skills. I hear skills. I heard it. I heard it. Everything works except I just heard that I'm willing to negotiate your motorcycle fix for my video game Mm. fix. I I wouldn't do that. Uh, This is an equal exchange. So this is where you work? Yep. Holy shit. Worked. Yeah. Wow. This is uh, somewhat legitimate... In this area, we would call this Dave and Buster's, right? Um, oh, so, no. yeah. It's, it's a, water a water park. park, man. This is a water this park. This is Great okay. Air Lodge. This oh, is... wait. They have the thing that makes you puke. <laughs> oh, the pukinator. <laughs> they have beer there. Yes, sir. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> They're a rotor. Yeah. So. That would be the roundup. They have a bumper yeah. cars? They have a bumper cars? Yeah. They have a Ferris wheel? They have the but, Rocket Planes? Let's cut to the chase. Dude, motherfuckers got a Tilt-A-Whirl. They do. Everybody wants to get with the guy who runs the Tilt-A-Whirl. Was it, was it your attendance? My attendance? Uh, somewhat, to so be okay. honest. So attendance was an issue. So they uh, they cut my hours, obviously, because we weren't open. Usually a work week in June would Were be... Were you guys taking a hard hit because of oh, COVID? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so layoffs are eminent anyway. Uh, yeah, they it's said... It's a theme park, for fuck's sake. They man. said they were going to try and keep everybody, but... So, uh, but they didn't keep you. They did because I, I'm special. <laughs> so because you're the one running the whack-a-mole. I was. Uh, <laughs> I'm an hourly employee that right. that uh, just like I didn't get there in time, and then uh, salary went up way too high. So anyway, so I was losing a ton of money not being open. Usually, so you were one of the people that would normally have to work from work, as yeah. opposed to the people who rake the real money, who don't have to work from work. They work from home. You can't I make work the from fake home money. at an amusement park. They're well, going to send a kid to your oh, house and you're going to shake him up. Oh, and be Phil. Like, You've had fun. Oh, Phil. <laughs> I guarantee goddamn to you. Yeah. There are people working from home oh. for this fucking company. He's not even. And on those the are the way. people who decided yeah. to fire. Yeah, our, I didn't really want fair... to like, shit on anybody. Yeah, it, yeah, it but, just well, sort no, of... no. I would like to shit on somebody <laughs> it's a right theme now. Park because I've been COVID. drinking bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know who didn't go to Cedar Point this year? The guy, guy who's got a free season pass yeah. and could have gone free parking, free everything. I walk into Cedar Point like it's just like, you know, Thursday afternoon. I got nothing better to do. I can go into the world's greatest amusement park because last year I bought a season pass and they're like, oh, guess what? The pass is good for next year, too. Well, they didn't know that COVID was going to hit. So now the pass is good for next year, too. Right. Yeah. But even though they opened for like nine days when they were trying it out. And they opened, and it was like you got to call ahead and make an appointment and everything else, like coming into my shop. That was next year. So, I didn't go to Cedar Point this year, even if I would have thought it was going to be like Phil's own park for one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I get to go to Cedar Point like I'm fucking, you know, Kanye. And like, I didn't go. Like, right? time itself yeah. has literally stopped. Yeah, right. 
Like I've got access to the there'll World's be frozen people party. standing all around. Yet you will just still so continue. I got to believe that <laughs> Kenny would or you know raging waters would. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> raging waters over the enchanted forest here is not doing so well because Deer Park is fucking closed. Like anywhere that it's like a bunch of kids spitting on animals is closed, <laughs> right? Like there's no place that's open that's going to be like you know. You know, uh, what, what they call it, uh, Liability Park. It's, it's all done. <laughs> it's all done. Right. All That's these funny. places that, all these places that ultimately, when hmm. Timmy, Tammy, Tommy, Tony, and Terry all have COVID, and mommy and daddy go, we got it by going to see the mouse. Hmm. Right? The oh, yeah, mouse, all of Florida is 28,000 people lost their jobs right. in Florida. All of Florida. The Florida governor has been like, COVID? What's COVID? I've, I've never heard of it. You yeah. can't. You have no pictures of me with yeah. COVID, therefore it doesn't exist. Yep. So Florida's open for business. Come on down to COVID and take, Flor- take uh, COVID home with you as all your souvenirs. But Disney is still closed. Well, Disney is this at the highest possible level. So speaking to that... yeah. Sturgis has been classified as a super spreader. Well, of course it is. But nobody's cared one iota no. of anything no. about it. No. But wait, no, no, no. we're talking about Jake. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was plenty <laughs> long ago. Yeah, so we can talk about so Sturgis. So Jake laid off. But let's move on. So, so, Jake so you lost your job. Yeah, yeah. I, you I had to find off? another so job. Now, I was losing money. So, so you had a minute. His, so you had a minute. In the Judy, I assume you have some little bit of money that you were able to set out upon. You you sat down, I, and I don't need to be too personal, but do you have a wife or a girlfriend or anything like that? I have a significant other, yeah. But you're relatively unencumbered. She, she, under, she understands you. She, <laughs> she knows where you're coming from. She understands that you need this more than anybody right well, now. She, yeah, she she knew that she wouldn't have been able to come with me and... And I've been talking about this shit forever. So right, that you, you needed to do this. Yeah, this I've, I've always, ever since I bought that bike, I've been meaning to like, is, do a long trip. Does she have a job? Oh yeah, she's, oh, she's got see, a great job. You know she what? makes more than me. <laughs> yeah, that's where you. That's how it works out. Yeah. So you cash your last Beta page. mails. Beta mails. Grumpy Sir guys, like that's how I've existed. For you cashed your last paycheck years, from right? fucking Wally World, <laughs> and you budgeted it frugally. I still have a job. Right. Oh, you so go. you have a job to come I, back. I bartend. That's what lost me my job. I, I bartended part-time right. on top of the other job. Well, yeah. you were probably making more money on the bartending job. Yeah, of course. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's making two sixty-five an hour, motherfucker. Yeah, right, I, right, right, right. I make $10 in tips every night. Dude, it's been, <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, <laughs> it's been proven when you look. I, have, I give really lousy service. Okay, yeah. so, so what oh, bar, I'm really bad so at this So what bar are you at up there? Uh, I'm at the backdoor bar, so come see me, guys. If you ever want to oh, come in the back door, believe me, we'll backdoor no, the fuck out we're of you. Yeah. November. We're, and John, we're my back door is always open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Mecklefresh, <laughs> Mecklefresh here has brought the black light to ensure that you are legitimately from the backdoor bar. We've all yeah. seen. I saw some evidence of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. So shout out to the backdoor bar. Uh, yeah, right on. Got a big patio. So. Is that right on 28? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you so lost your job. It's in scenic <laughs> Old Forge. There was a tear in your beer. You there came home that day. Beer. 
Tell me what it was like to walk away after they told you you'd been fired. Well, uh, I spent most of my 20s at that job uh, in a town with more bars than single women. And, and how old are you now? I'm about to turn 30. That's another reason why I'm oh, on this trip. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so young. I'll tell you what, that's a tough year. I can tell you that. I know what 30 is like. I, I really don't like getting older and... 30s rough. 30s a, okay for anybody out there who for anybody who for anybody out there who hasn't turned 30. 30 is a year where you take stock of your life. 30, I did that at 25, yeah. 30 is a year where you say, "Fuck, I'm 30. I'm 30 years old." What have I done with my life? Yep. And then you, know you break. No, I, had, I'm not I was married. raising I don't three have kids, kids at 30. Uh, and know. so I don't remember 30. No, no, no. kids at 30. But yeah. the worst part is when you fart and shit and you realize you're 50 and you're like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Oh, wait, you go what? from 30 to 50 in, in an eye blink. Yeah. yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. You go crazy, from 30 man. to 50. The years, like so, like when you see like somebody time traveling. In the beginning, it starts going pump, That's how it is in real life. Yeah, we're time traveling right now. Us people who are on the verge of 50. Some people are over 50. A lot of us are over 50. It's fine. It's just time that you've been alive. It's just time flashing before your eyes. Yeah, I know. Go back in time and fuck yourself. I still recommend doing 100 push-ups a day. Yeah. Now, the That's trick is idea. you have to do them in smaller batches. Two <laughs> <laughs> at a time. So I'm down to about 10 at a time now. <laughs> I, used to, I, used to be like, I used to do like 50 at a rip, and then I do 50 at a rip before I go to bed. Yeah, and then yeah. I turned into 25 at a rip. Yeah. And now I'm 10 at a rip 10 times a day. Yeah. That's how yeah. I get my 100 in per day. So, but that's I'm 51 years old, so that's my technique. What if your pectoral muscles are concave like mine? (laughs) It's okay, it still works. Are you chicken chested? Oh, yeah, yeah, that happens. I won't punch you in the chest then. (laughs) You're looking at 143 pounds of fucking fury, bro. Spring steel. (laughs) I say, let's go. (laughs) Let's leg wrestle. (laughs) Came on. I'm never one for a fair fight. He's brown, right? He's brown spirits. Here we go. Yep. So, at any rate, I'd like to. To just tell us a little bit about the moment that your foot left the ground at home and touched the peg on your KLR 650, and you looked in your rearview mirror and saw your house fade away, Yep. and you were heading out. I, I wish it was more, like, uh, <coughs> important, I guess. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, I sort of, I get this over-planning par- paralysis, sure. like, where, like, I could still be an old forge, like, oh, I forgot this, and let me make sure. Yeah, the, we call that paralysis by analysis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Let uh, me make sure, like, if I didn't pay Phil to do my valves and my tire, I would have probably tried to seat that bead, like, a hundred more times. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, it, that I had to just leave, so. You just had to get away from the house. You yeah, had to well, hit the yeah. road. Well, every journey starts with one step. Yep, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Put so you headed out on the highway. You got your motor running. Yeah. <laughs> motor running. Oh yeah, it was running. Can yep. may, may I give one word of advice? Absolutely. Ten four. Okay, so letters. I used to be very OCD. And <laughs> you used to be. I used to be. <laughs> and I met this guy who taught me how to be an electrician. He was my like whatever. And he had one philosophy, of two words: fuck it. Fuck it. And you know what? You have to. Th- I took that to heart. I really took that philosophy to heart because you know what? There's not much you can do about anything. You can't do anything about anything. So if 
like once you're gone, you could figure it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you have any capacity for logical thought. Then you don't have to worry about anything. All right. What if and you don't you know have what? capacity? No, no, no. But I'm sure you, you do. Have, you know you what do. you have? You have dumb luck. You want to go? You want to even go past that? that? When I had my my divorce, my one divorce, the person that I was talking to is like the only person in the world that you can control is you. You can't control anybody else. You can't control anything else that happens to you. Whatever. So whatever happens to you, it's all on you to control it and do whatever. And if you let it overexcite you, if you let it underexcite you, whatever, that's on you. The only person in the entire world that you can determine the future for is you, and that's it. And that's a big, that's a big fucking thing. And Just I've failed it. at it since that day, hundred <laughs> percent. You're the main character. In Does anybody story. have a source for some mushrooms for a three hundred? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. As you were hippie, talking to party, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do all the mushrooms. I'm ready. When do you want to do it? Let's Three o'clock in the morning. Everybody has a self-realization. Yeah, there's a yeah. big awakening. Yep. That's exactly it. Well, you know what? The, the reason we're having all this is because there's been no events. Right. That's usually what happens at three in the morning at band camp or mid Ohio or any of the other I've things. I've missed 18 events this year. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right now, I'm supposed to be at Theater Bazaar. Yep. Like. like yep. Oh. I keep, I keep I forcing feel sorry. you guys to look at my so my history up yeah, on the God. screen. Believe me, I'm more than glad to look at all that history. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just painful to not be immersed in debauchery right now. Like my job right now this at this time of the year for the past you know since 2005, debauchery. So for 15 years, right now this weekend, my whole life has been. Grease, I can't see right paint. now. There's a boob in my eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> grease so, paint and debauchery. Yeah. Does anybody have any suggestions for Jake of where he might want to hit? Or yeah, for real. Blue between Ridge here Parkway. and Florida, yeah. Blue Ridge Parkway. So we know he's got to hit Florida. That's where you really want to yep. go. Yep. yep. That's, that's exactly the only right. other thing I guess on my list. And that's what you should do. And that yeah. literally should be get get yourself into get yourself into West Virginia, Tennessee, and then work are you going to hit the dragon? On the way down? Uh, I was thinking about I thought it would be super packed though. Not if you no. go in the middle of the week. Oh yeah. No, yeah. dude. No, you right. gotta hit the dragon, right. man. It yeah. is literally the way to do it is to do that in the middle of the week. Yeah. Who's yeah. Uh, who's Bruce Campbell's character in the new show? You know Bruce Campbell? Yeah, with yeah. The, 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 right. the something versus the evil dead. Yeah, it's it's oh, Ash, 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 Ash versus, versus the Evil Dead. dead. So yeah. you should go down to Asheville. Oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Florida. Where is he? Where is he say that it's like heaven down there? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Jacksonville or not Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Do but, that. Yeah, That's yeah. what you need to do. No, the, I like. I personally like like net like the not nags that anymore because it's too commercialized, but just. Any place like a off the beaten path on well, the North Carolina coast. I mean, yeah, what about doing true. some of the like the Wright brothers kind of shit? Like, just go see some of the aviation history. Or go hit a little thing here, a little thing there. I'd love to see like Civil War battlefields and stuff. Like oh. American history is really interesting to me, and yep. especially oh, with all the current. Ton- political I don't know if you climate. want to blast yeah. Gettysburg or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Or, I That's extraordinarily out of your way. Yeah, a major side trip. But nothing's out of his way. I mean, right. I, yeah, that's true. There's literally yeah, nothing. True. Just don't act super excited about the whole white supremacy thing and the whole because 
that, you he's know, riding a Kawasaki. Yeah, but yeah. he's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Nobody's going to confuse him with anybody who's in the pointy white hat. <laughs> Just make yeah. sure you go down to Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. That is, I try to not have any strong opinions uh, either way on right. stuff like that. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. You're doing well. How yeah. about Louisiana? Why don't you go down to New Orleans? I would, yeah. I mean, it's right there, really. So, I thought, you know, something I've thought about, like I've thought about getting a property in Georgia, mm-hmm. like in the middle of Georgia. To the left, you got your Atlantic coast. Yeah. To the right, you got your Gulf Coast. Yeah. So maybe you could like kind of hammerhead down towards Florida. Veer off to the left, hit the east coast, da, 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 yeah. and then swing it back on over to the Gulf Coast before you go all the way down through Florida and then hit the Keys. Well, the I, southern, I suggest yeah. St. Pete Beach. St. Pete. In Beach. the next, in the next That's five the west, to seven years, coast, yeah. me and my wife are going to own the Gulf a side? cabin. Yep. Yeah, uh, my na- my grandparents are in, in North Naples, Carolina. Yeah, and it's Just beautiful down there, and it's like. A lot well, of Canadians go down there. So, so anywhere in the Cherokee, politics a lot of New York. <laughs> you know, on your way down through Kentucky and everything else, like, like there are so many good roads in Southern Ohio, going into West Virginia, going into. <gasps> go ahead. He needs to ride the five five five. You could ride the, the triple nickel. Yep. Yeah, the triple. Go to Zanesville. Yep. I heard about Just it. Hit yeah. the, all you need yeah. to do is put in Zanesville, and that's and literally your GPS. on your yeah. way there. You okay. can't not and. Literally in yeah. the last four weeks, yeah, it's like repaved. literally they just yeah. finished repaving the whole fucking yep. thing, and I'm telling you, it's 470. It's better than the dragon. Yep. It's 475 turns in 63 miles. Wow! And they just repaved it. That sounds and beautiful. when I rode it this summer, you're like you come up to like you can't see over the turn. And when you get to the top, it's like a 90-degree turn to the left. It's fucking <laughs> oh, it's, amazing. It's, it's great. Without putting you too far out of your way, yep. doing that. I mean, the, just this weekend, I was down in Amish country yep. and w- taking my family and everything. And, of course, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Right. So our back roads are <laughs> fucking squirrely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I was hitting, like, coming over hills way too fast. And they're like, blind. Ah, what the fuck? <laughs> just and blind like, yourself. Oh, so, like, that's a lot of what you get on the 555, the yeah, triple that. nickel. But if you do make a trip, so it, this is a really easy thing to do if you're an Ohio person, you're coming from this part of the world. Um, going through West Virginia, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just absolutely gorgeous, especially <laughs> since you're going to be head traveling south and the weather's Always. just going to get better yeah, as you go, up. right? Yeah. And then work your way over to the Tail of the Dragon because... Even though there is the tail of the dragon, which you're going to want to do, and you'll be there for like, you know, Monday through Thursday is great. And you'll do the tail of the dragon just to do it. But there's Charahola, there's Moonshiners. These are all brilliant roads. Great roads. So go do all that shit. And then aim yourself towards... Aim yourself towards Atlanta, Georgia, E-Way, or go through Chattanooga, because all the roads around Chattanooga, anything in the... Uh, Tennessee Valley Authority, the TVA, that they were all set up. They were mining, and they were doing, like, aluminum stuff up in the mountains. And all the roads are beautiful, and there's lakes, and the weather's great. Chattanooga's great. You can stay in the Chattanooga Choo Choo Hotel. Chattanooga Choo Choo. Go ahead. What about riding down the Intercoastal Waterway? Oh, that's a good good move, too. But here's the reason I'm going to say going this direction, because it lines you up for Barber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. That's true. So that's true. if you go this yeah. route and you do Tail the Dragon and then kind of shoot yourself over to Chattanooga, you're going to be almost in a direct line above Barber Motorsports Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. so the Barber Museum and Racetrack is one complex. Interesting. 
and the Barber Museum goes at the top of my list of motorcycle museums on planet Earth. Okay. And I've been to a lot of motorcycle so, museums. And so if you can go to Barber, which is directly below Chattanooga. Chattanooga. So Chattanooga straight down to Barber is not that far. So, so what, what about Dale's Wheels Through Time? Wheels Through Time is in that's Th- North Carolina. That's North Carolina. Yeah. That's literally so that's in that area of Tennessee where the magic happens on the border between Tennessee and North Carolina. Right. Uh, Western South TVA, Carolina too. Yep, exactly. All that TVA territory is gorgeous. So yeah, and that's a brilliant Dale's Wheels Through but Time Museum is gorgeous. Barber yeah. has at least four or five of Alan Milliard's yeah. motorcycles Custom in them. multi-cylinder. And if you have never watched any yeah. YouTube channel that you've yeah. been like, I want to masturbate to this channel, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. is the channel. He's the guy that does like eight so, cylinders. Yeah. No, like, listen, so like yeah. like a lot of people like relax to watching Bob Ross videos yeah. because he like, he has a wonderful way of speaking and he's painting, right? Yeah. Alan Milliard, or Milliard, is a a, a a European gray the guy with the amazing European accent that is also an MIT basically yeah. genius yeah. Fair. that is also a rocket scientist a nuclear physicist and something else but he decides to like make classic Honda Kawasaki and Suzuki like bikes that you can't even get like the h1s the h2s all the other bikes and he says that was cool at three cylinders but i'm gonna make it six or nine or twelve but he does it in his garage with a hacksaw and a a welder that anybody can do and whatever and it's fucking amazing it's It's the kind of shit that i love figure out a way to make it work between going through you know the knoxville area right you know and and being in like the cherokee national forest and all that area And then I would figure out a way. You could go from like the Daniel Boone National Forest and the Cherokee, get to the Tail of the Dragon, which are all beautiful twisty roads in good right. shape. Right. Do Cherahola and Moonshiners and all that shit. Check the box. You did it all. Um, go down through our namesake, Cleveland, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you'd end up at Chattanooga. And then Chattanooga takes you on twisty mountain roads all the way down to Barber. Wow. And, and then go that's say. Like two and, days of awesome riding. I'm and then glad go, this is recorded. And then so go check out Old Faithful. <laughs> And that was my trip. <laughs> or maybe, uh, you know, then like go out to the West Coast. I would never send you to Memphis, motherfucker. Like, I've, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, no. I don't want to get my motorcycle stolen that badly. Go up. Yeah. Go up the West Coast, then, like, come back down. And then maybe, like, wiggle around through the Southwest. I think his, I think <laughs> his move is... Head back up to, like, <laughs> Montana's. I'm hoping I get, like, more comfortable on the bike and stuff. Because, like... I mean, just <laughs> on like the the stretch from Old Forge to here, like that was the most I've done yeah, in one so day. Yeah, that's a hike. Yep. And it okay, let's talk about rough. let's talk about highway. Stand riding. up a lot. I'll tell you yeah, the stand the, up a lot. Stand Shh. up a lot. <laughs> Bike yoga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the time? I love brown liquor. It is. <laughs> let's hold on, about, hold on. I can't let's, see. Let's I can't talk see. about easy big fellow. <laughs> easy big fellow. Let's talk about highway riding. I'm gonna make a show note. <laughs> on a KLR Jesus Christ! Do you get, do you get so, glasses there, Steve? Can we both agree that maybe We're the two fifteen, K- right? Can we both agree that maybe the KLR 650 has been hyped beyond its capacity? No, 231. Oh, yeah. 231. Yeah. We're, done. we're, we're so, finding some shortcomings. So the high the KLR 650 <laughs> has been billed 
Uh, so I can ride this bike around the world. And yes, you certainly probably could. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Under 65. If you want to get your ass removed. Miles yep. per hour, it is the best motorcycle ever yeah. for 58 miles per hour. Yeah. Yes. You'll never find a better motorcycle. If you have a lot of patience. Yep. I rode one from Alaska back. I mean, I rode to Alaska on an interceptor. That was a big mistake. And I discovered after riding it, like I went between a BMW R100T uh, <laughs> interceptor. Probably should have stuck right there. An yep, interceptor yep, 750 yep. and a KLR. And those were the three bikes that we had in our group. And we traded bikes every gas stop to not go insane. And arguably the best thing that I did was not ride that interceptor home. <laughs> So that Interceptor was the worst bike for doing chip tar roads and everything else, like garbage roads. Yep. And it was just a terrible, terrible motorcycle to be in the Interceptor riding position for many, 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 many. But many he's not doing that. He's no. just riding super slabs. If you're going to try to do super slabs oh, on a KLR, I don't know if I want to do super slabs. That's why I'm yeah, suggesting all these roads yeah. are not super yeah. slabs. I had an 11 and a half yeah. hour route to yeah. come here, yeah. and I decided to make that like a seven hour yeah. trip. Right. Yeah. And so, realistically, the thing with the KLR that it does really good is all those mountain yeah. roads and stuff. That's what the KLR it, does really well. You don't even notice the time. Like, yeah. I did, I did like Vermont back to old forge and i found my lost gps because i didn't have service but right. found no, some you're of doing the best, it right then you're doing it right some of the best roads i've ever ridden and it was like i was home like it, it didn't even seem like six hours i made the mistake like, of having to drive from seattle to cleveland in a hurry oh no on a gp on a mm. klr and so i uh, driving out there was no problem with me holding 100 to 120 miles per hour on the on the interceptor oh sure there's just nothing just and just go but then coming back, I could my speed limiter was the front wheel wobble. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so my and so I would get the bike up to seventy five or eighty miles per hour, and when I got to eighty one, the front wheel would start an uncontrollable dance. <laughs> yeah. So yes, my yeah. buddy Mike, who got murdered yeah. by a car who has yeah. not ridden much at all. Sure. He put his bike back together and has put it to the point now where he's on a cane and he tried to ride. And okay. He's been riding, yeah. right? Yeah, but he lowered his DR650 yeah. to fit his his new stature. His stature. new stature. He's a small person to begin with. Yep. Right. And now and, he lost a foot. So. Well, yeah, he's been. <laughs> oh, oh, he got. He really had a lot of injuries. But anyways, yeah, he did. Yeah. He um Sorry. he said that he like lowered the bike yeah. that he thought was appropriate. Sure. And when he got to 80 miles an hour, yeah. the motherfucker was like wailing around and fucking around. It's a cowboy show. Yeah, yeah. because he did not lower it appropriately right. to yeah. what the bike's geometry wanted. Yeah. So when you start yeah. fucking with the stance of a yeah. bike, you're fucking with the rideability of the I bike. I cannot emphasize how irresponsible I was to take my KLR yeah. with the bikes that the U.S. military gave it. Right. The tires that the U.S. military gave Oh, those gave are Dunlop it, off-road only. Where <laughs> I was literally, the front tire was, I was riding on a Lego block. Oh, yeah. At yeah. A, any given time. Yeah, and they're D606 also and then 20 take, years old. And then take that up to yeah. like 95 mile yep. an hour and just fight the fucking. Fight the front end. Yeah. Yeah, just fight the, fight the fucking down. Luckily, you're a big enough, strong enough guy well, that I, you I get it, but I mean, yeah. I was just, I'm like. I'm riding along like this, and I'm like... Between Cleveland... Okay, Between Seattle cool. and Cleveland, <laughs> every cool. single fuel stop, I did something else to try to midi mitigate the death wobble. <laughs> so my brain is going the entire time between Seattle and Cleveland. That's mm -hmm. like 10 fuel stops. Yep. 
And every time I would stop for fuel, I would change something. I would move my <laughs> luggage. I would add or remove air from the front tire. Mm-hmm. I would change, you know, everything. I would alter something every fuel stop. Some way the geometry yep. must work out. And I never, I dropped the bike in the triples. I dropped the bike an inch and a half in the triples. So the side stand barely worked. I did all these different techniques that I, you know, consulted other people about on the drive. And I was like, how come I can't make this front end disappear? This front end wobble disappear? Well, the reality is it's a 21-inch hoop, right? It's a giant hoop of a tire. A hula hoop. It's a hula hoop. And remember that everything else on the back of the bike is trying to fight wind in its own terms. Right. So it's... It's constantly punching left and punching right, and the front wheel's trying to you know, gyroscope it all out. Yes, so, he's had that issue, Yep, and it was all because of weight on the tail. Yep. Oh, shit. Everybody today who buys, a great example would be a lot of these modern scooters that have 12 and 13-inch front wheels on them. People are like, I take my hands off the wheels for a nanosecond, and the thing's in a tank slapper. I'm like, hold on, let me check your manual and see where it tells you you're allowed to take your hands off the bars. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Leave your fucking hands on the bars. Why are you waving at people with both hands, you weirdo? In California, though, I mean, I was riding Chris's California. I could take my hands off the bars. I could stand up and walk around on those. You could do (laughs) yoga on that bike, 80 miles an hour. Cruise control on. I mean, has anybody ever seen the video of towing a trailer? Yes. Oh, yeah. So if you have all the weight on a trailer all the way to the back, it's fishy, fishy, fishy tail. yeah. If you take the weight and you move it forward on the trailer, everything becomes stable. Yeah. It's the same with a car or a motorcycle. Mm. If all the weight is to the rear, you have fishy, fishy, fishy tail up front. But if the weight comes forward... Then you put more weight on the front, and then it's it's stabilized. You need need saddlebags front and back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true, right? You either need to unload your saddlebags a little bit, or you need to move up forward. You're going to have a lot of weight forward. Something has to to change to make that work. So on some bikes, you need to sit on the front fender, and they hold the handle. This is also true. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, that's uh, totally your alley. I mean, I thought you were uh, Superstar Boy. Well, you know, back in the day. No matter matter how good you I've never seen your shit, Steve. Oh, oh I'm still waiting for your it. Your poo? And right. I think the 300th podcast is where that all needs to hang out. Oh, oh is this, I, this is an awesome video. That was a throwdown. So this video I'm putting up right so now I'm is I'm just going to challenge called, you right now. This, I will bring it. This particular video challenge that, you that right I got now. pulled up is called Dunlop, Dunlop Wobble and Weave. So if you watch this video. Is that you? Yeah, right? Yeah. So if you watch this video, this is called Dunlop Wobble and Weave. And what they've done is they've taken a KZ900, a BMW, a Norton, and they've fitted these motorcycles. Big BMW, there's a uh, Water Buffalo, there's a full-size Moto Guzzi, right? And this is, this is a genius video, okay? And this is Dunlop showing what some of the problems are with high-speed motorcycle riding, high-speed motorcycling. And they're talking about wheel wobble. And they're talking about how dangerous wheel wobble is. Look at a and look at what's ca- going on. A caster on a fucking right. cart. And there, here's the uh, the the Norton with the, uh, or the Triumph off. rather, with the Saint. The stops yeah. anything in no time fairing. The uh, So they're, they're talking about the techniques. Now this guy's hands free and he's going into a tank slapper. You'll notice at no point does he reach up and grab those bars because he's stoned. Yeah, no, that's what you have you to do. You see what's going on right there? 
I would have already bailed out of that no, situation. No, that's what I've always been told since yep. the beginning of time. If no you're way, dude. Hannibal Stern, yep. fucking just let it go. Let it go, my ass. It saved my Look ass. Look at this guy. He's at over 100 miles per hour. Yep. So he's at 100 miles per hour in a helmet built by Kmart. And he's wearing leathers that aren't leather, right? He's wearing skin tight, no padding anywhere, riding a KZ 900. Is that cray paper? And look at what's Those going on. Those are frog on. skin leathers. He's on leathers. three inch wide tires, right? And yeah, so yeah. this video, so this is called Dunlop Wobble and Weave. And I want everybody to watch the video called yeah. Dunlop Wobble and Weave. It's on That's YouTube. That this guys, these guys are up. routinely running these bikes on a closed course, a track, up to over 100 miles per hour. And inducing a wobble. There's one point in the video where they actually mount up nasty, shit-hard, bad tires and go out and do this again. These men have balls of steel. They're much tougher than we'll ever be. Because these guys sit and they choke that shit out. Like, I wouldn't ride that. And, no and way. that particular fiberglass fairing is yeah. worth like $25,000 <laughs> today. today. So I'm just saying. Yeah, so these... Oh, balls of steel. These guys are all... Look at that. Look at that. That yeah. fucking Norton. Holy fuck. That, that bike is out of control. The back wheel is all bouncing from left to yeah, right. Yeah, that BMW uh, yeah. police bike is out of fucking control right now. And yet, this dude is just riding it out like it's no big he's deal. He's like, fuck yeah, Yeah, man. he's on a water buffalo. Look at him. Yeah, so these guys... He's right. like, I need to tighten my belt I got to tighten my belt and pull so my, my balls So my balls up. are fucking... Let me just protect my kidneys, because that's the most important well, part Well, what he's doing, because he's a lightweight rider, he's putting on a weight belt. Yeah. So he's oh. literally, he's putting on a weight belt, a diver's weight belt, to make himself 40 pounds heavier. So what he's showing is that a heavier rider, and you, what do you see there? There's a Honda CB750 Supersport. That's a Whoa. 1975. So what we're saying is everybody oh, involved so in this podcast, no except for Jake, is I totally to cool. <laughs> I just want to say that's exactly what happened in my KLR. Oh, that's all the way down here. That happens on a KLR. That's routine on a KLR. Yeah. As soon as I get on a bike, it's all fucking good. It's all uh, gravy right. at that point. Yeah. Wheel wobble has been fixed by exactly. pumping of America. Once you double the weight, but John of the bike, also always has like 1.2 inches of suspension travel, so it's fucking it all equals I up. Simultaneously overload it and. <laughs> And overload and lower it. <laughs> oh, you want your bike? You want your bike overloaded and lowered? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Would you like it to be top down on the tachometer too? We can do 100%. that as well. Absolutely. We're going to provide that. We for have you. that option. So that is Dunlop Wobble and Weave um, wow. on YouTube. Check it out. It does show you that at no point today with today's oh, science, you go fast enough to shit smooth no, out. No, what he did really was forward. Um, he yeah. lowered his body, so yeah. he lowered his center of gravity. So he lowered his center of gravity and the wobble went away. But the point is, you couldn't get me drunk enough to let that wobble right there happen on a banked oval. No, no. No way. These guys are tougher than I am. And watching this and being like, these guys, you could get, after the first time I did it, I would have gone to the pub and never would have come back again. I'd have been like, why are they so smooth? They're too up. Oh, plenty of weight. Look, those are British people. That might that might be all the three hundred pounds on that bike. So right if your yeah. bike is squirrely, yeah. go to the bar and, and pick, pick up a, a girl, up. and then you're exactly. fine, dude. That's um, why it works one out. time I was super duper loaded, and I was bringing a girl back from the bar on my PC eight hundred, and I <laughs> forgot you needed to shift gears. Wait, 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 wait. You I picked up a girl on your PC eight hundred. You were fucking lying through your fucking teeth. <laughs> Do not even try. To tell anybody at this table, a girl rode on a BC 800. Fake news. I would like to tell somebody, for the record, that's how you know we didn't need a DUI or a breathalyzer. Yeah. 
You know you don't need a breathalyzer when the you girl gets on the back of your PC 800. You didn't need a condom. You didn't need fresh ticklers. When the girl gets on the back of your PC 800. She just desperately needed a ride She's home. And you know Down what? For whatever. This girl had just been in a bar fight. Yes. No, it's true. That makes perfect it's fucking totally sense. True. Like the girl had just been in a like a fist blowing yeah. bar fight. Yeah. She stumbled out of the bar. Yeah. She's like, she needed I, I, home. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what I ride on. You were there. Yeah. Fuck, you were no, she there. just asked him just where he was going. The Pacific Coast. Uh, <laughs> we jumped on the bike and I got on the shoreway and I was like, "This bike normally pulls better than this." And I looked down and we were going like well over seventy, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't shift." <laughs> oh, that's that story. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was going seventy in first gear. Oh, I broke something. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out I broke nothing. But look at that! Look at that tank slapper. That shit's insane. <laughs> Easy there, Steve. Oh, I'm fucking laughing so hard at your shit. <laughs> All right, we're gonna the say bad for that. The fact that there was a girl involved with the PC800 is already unbelievable, impossible. dude. Uh, I want to look. Impossible. I need to know exactly who this woman was. You already uh, know. I want to document you know her, this. Actually. This needs to be fucking totally documented. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the first and only time this is. Ever Anybody picks a girl up on a PC. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then I agreed to drive her home. She Whoa. went to the parking lot. She saw the PC 800 and got on anyway. Yeah. Wow. Well, and the other thing was wow. I gave her my helmet. <laughs> Normally she's supposed to give you helmet, but okay. <laughs> no, I gave her my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I gave yeah, her yeah, my helmet. That's what he said. He gave it. I gave her the helmet. Yeah. You're some PC 800 haters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know what it. you're talking about. Look, I got a girl out of the bar in a PC 800, so anything's possible. <laughs> You are a fucking god. Hey, you are the golden god. I have been riding Vespas for a very long time. PC800 is a big Holy step shit. up. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Is there, any, is there any mail from anybody this week? Oh, viewer mail. Hold yeah. Call Rand. Call Rand. Call Rand. Call Rand. No Rand. Nothing from I haven't heard Rand? anything from Rand since oh, our shout Oh, no. Out, so. He's not good. Well, no. Yeah, we don't know. Rand, I think let Rand, us know how Rand's you're doing. I hope my, yeah. my advice to him was okay. Yeah, I'd yeah like to, I think it is. I'd like to, for once, speak for everybody else. <laughs> I'll bet what you do you mean, for once? And I'd say, I'd like to say that... <laughs> he needs more brown liquor. <laughs> no, I'd like oh to boy. clarify that oh a little bit. Oh, boy. I'd like some more of the really expensive brown <laughs> Oh, you're going to close the night on a bang. No, I mean, don't waste it now. You want a little handy, huh? <laughs> a little handy. Well, I, I'd like to point out that I don't normally drink brown liquor. <laughs> okay, but here's the rule. If I'm going to pour you some more of that, yeah. it's going to sit here on the thing. ice until I say it's I ready to right. drink. Oh, I think you're right. I, I love honestly, playing by your rules. because, is, And honestly, Dan's not kidding. Ten minutes... It's not I am a hundred percent dedicated yeah. to anything. Ten minutes you say on the ice is not anything enough. you yeah. say about brown liquor. Yeah, that's so. not We're, fucking around. Let, let's do this a different way. Uh, <laughs> and if you disagree, See, this is where it gets weird. You. I've heard <laughs> this before. I forgot and the thought the four year old will yeah. it rye? Yeah. And I have two will it bourbons, the family estates. Okay. Um yeah. That I think are both wax tops. Yep, I'll bring amazing. those three and I'll bring this back, and you can yeah. try it again when you are uh, better able to when appreciate you got a fresh mouth. it. Yeah, so but he still a wants mouth. a fucking shot. No, but That's what he the should whole have, point. What he should have now is the Sazerac. So he yeah, should yeah, have, uh, yeah, definitely. He, that. Should, he should have Good. the. Um, 
The second no, one. No, I'd like second. to just say that I didn't leave very much ambiguity <laughs> in my statement when I said I wanted some more of the really, 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 really ridiculous the handy. brown liquor. <laughs> the handy. But don't John, waste no, it, Andy. Seriously, don't John, waste it. Gotta, oh, I don't intend to waste it. <laughs> I, you got to drink it. I appreciate it. was your option if you still right. wanted it. It's yours. No, I still yeah, want it. I'm going to have another of the... Please feel free to put it on ice. I'll let it sit for... I'm going to have another of the Buffalo Trace. I'll tell you when it's ready. You go by... It it has to have a good haze in it. I'm more than willing to play by your rules. (laughs) 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 To drink your booze. To drink your booze. (laughs) I'm drinking your booze. It's your rules. You know what I think about that? <laughs> I thought you said that was a fart for podcast that. listeners out there. Like Thank you. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> that was 100% correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. This is devolved into whoever farts the coolest is the king of <laughs> fucking what's the, yeah, the, uh, 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 the 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 handy I was this is one of these things like so the next time I see one of these I'm buying it. Because this this stood so well. Solid. This is the yeah. this is actually the Buffalo Trace Sazerac. That's just the regular. Sazerac. Well, you, you saw I put it yeah. second in the rotation. And this quality is wise, epic. Yeah. Like this is absolutely epic. Now the handy is worthy of mm-hmm. people finer than me. Look, if you're gonna sit <laughs> it's there and jerk handy, that shot sure. glass right. off, this is the one. Yeah. I you might as well come second. on over here yeah. and you jerk like the me off. I, mean, I don't two. know. How long you want to? I wouldn't drink another handy because I don't want to. How long you want to wait, John? I feel so bad. I don't want to wait. Jerk the whole thing. I was not really into that whole edging thing. I'm just sort of like so superior. And when it happens, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, but I mean, well, I'm more of a sprinter than a marathoner. I'm just telling you. They don't come. They don't call me Johnny Comes Lately. They call me Johnny Comes Too Soon. Johnny Comes Right on Time. All right, get the CSI light and check his mouth. Check his mouth. All right. uh, All right. So so, Jake. So here's uh, we do have podcast listener mail. Oh yeah. So podcast listener mail. Here we go. Uh, this is a uh, this is one of our podcast listeners who asked a very interesting question mm-hmm. about a Super Cub 125. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. And so, Dan from Cincinnati is involved in this as well. So this is a new Super Cub 125 owner. Oh yeah. That says, does he think it would be worth the time to do a TPS reset yes. because they're fuel injected yes. on a Super Cub 125? And you're right, Jake. My answer for that is, when in doubt. Do a TPS reset. It's sure. not going to hurt anything. What Absolutely. is it, snatchy? Right. What's that? How snatchy can a 125 be? It's probably the opposite. But I, th- right? Right. I think it's the opposite. I think that what's going to happen with that bike, because the TPS, because the uh, the ECU on a Super Cub is the same ECU they put on all their small fuel-injected bikes, it is an adaptive parameters ECU. It doesn't right. learn. Mm-hmm. And so what do we know? Everybody who buys a brand new bike for the first 600 miles, they kind of baby it. They're not like me. They're not doing 100 miles an hour on a Benelli 302 with 100 miles on it. I, I, think, th- that, I think that it's a good idea to do a ECU reset, to do a throttle position, a TPS reset, and that is simply just disconnect the red terminal from the battery, ground it out to something metal on the bike, or just let it sit for like two weeks or and let it will be dead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, if I have that bike, I don't want to sit for two weeks and let it run. Because what is he saving? Like $3 a week in bus fare, right? 
So if you've got a Super Cub, you're clearly the only reason you have it is because you're not riding the bus. Right. So arc it out, like take the red terminal to any part of ground on the bike, literally anything within range of the battery itself. And then when you do that, hook the battery back up, turn the key on, start the bike, but don't go anywhere near the fucking throttle. Like just start the bike and let it start and let it idle up on its own. And if it doesn't idle the first time, that's fine. Don't sweat it. Turn it off. Turn the key off. Turn the key back on. Press the start button again and let it find its own idle. Let it do its own thing for a couple, three minutes. Well, it has a closed loop, right? It does. In the beginning. Exactly. So all these bikes start in an open loop. They all start in an open loop, and then eventually they go into a closed loop once the temperature's up to the right level. So let's go ahead and let the bike do that without you getting involved. And then go out and ride it like you fucking stole it. Ride it like you didn't ride it for the first 600 miles you had. I think I've entered a closed loop. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're going to have, I think the bike is going to surprise you with how much better it is. So that's consistent with any fuel-injected bike we worked with that has an adaptive parameters computer. So Especially that's just, yeah. like a 125. Oh, shit, You're going to yeah. be wide open throttle yeah. all no, the time. Yeah. No, shit. no, the 135 TNT. Yeah. I added the, I removed the cat. Right. I removed all that shit. The put a straight head thing. And yeah. then I had space shuttle exhaust <laughs> exactly. welded onto my shit. But I honestly think it would run better with an external um, ECU. I, 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 I did exactly like what you're saying. Or? Yeah. Yep. And I think it needs a power commander right. because I I, I, oh, I negated it. That's hands down. I mean, if anybody, nobody at this table is going to argue with no. that. Yeah. No. You can no. No. Uh, change their power commander. But I'm There's just a saying. They call them. I'm just saying. A power yeah. commander. Right. But right. I'm just saying yeah. that the stock settings on that right. bike, even if you ground them out, will right. not learn an open head. No. No, they I'm, won't. Not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's not worth the money. Right. To spend mm. all that money on something. I mean, I think well, at, it, at a certain point, there's got to be a break point there, and yeah. I don't know what it is. Right. The power, money for a but power commander is always well spent. Here, here, here's yeah. the break A power point. commander is $250. Right. And yeah, is, but to gain, it, what, a half a horsepower power? Okay, sh- More importantly, sh- are you ready? Are yeah, you willing? A half horsepower bike is 20%. Um, are you willing to put in Steve, the time? Steve, how many power it, commanders have you put on bikes? Two. <laughs> What bikes did you put them on? A ruckus and uh, <laughs> a ruckus. Okay, I'm saying I'm, I'm laughing at you. Okay, go ahead. Keep no, I'm going. saying it was a waste of money. Are you I a ruckus? It was because there's yeah, but I mean, I'm saying where's the break point? Is 125 right. cc's the break point? It's no, no. It's but on his bike, break point is his bike, I, I legitimately feel yeah. because his bike is at least a 135, right. mm-hmm. and it is a, a legitimate fuel injected bike right. that it really would probably. Well, what are we going to do? What it's going to do is it's going to allow you a higher RPM before your ECU cutoff. Yeah. So you're going to be allowed to go another 500 to 1,000 RPM more prior to getting a rev limiter. Mm-hmm. The second, which is valuable on these bikes because the rev limiters cut in way too early. Mm-hmm. Especially on, when we right. remove the, the pile of bullshit that well, comes 11 with. pounds of catalytic converter so material. you right. modified right. your exhaust right. system, right. which and most of the power commander, when you get the power commander, it's going to talk to you a little bit about what, what you've you done, done to your yep. bike, and so they have various maps available. And there's also different power commanders. So you can buy a power commander USB-based thing that you can literally sit with your laptop and play a certain degree within margins of safety they've established. Right. So you can open and close things up to change the way your bike performs in certain ways. Um, 
and then there's there's other ones that are just literally hook this up. Yeah. Go well, ahead. Steve. We already have this. Model. If your dick's like a number two pencil, yeah. another half an inch isn't going to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the strange thing with the strange thing with electronic ignitions are. Just because you failed to properly install and calibrate your power commander, or more importantly, I properly mean. installed it and it was worthless <laughs> and it was a waste of money. But here's yeah. the thing: because it, you put it on a 50 cc bike, yeah, right. But and that's on top what I'm of saying. That, yes, my point exactly. isn't that it's not. I'm not saying that it's worthless. Right. I'm saying there's, where's the break point? Is it well, the break point? I mean, what you're saying? 50 cc's is the break point. Well, 125 cc's. Does 250. she feel it or not? To if, me, what you're saying. Is that you had a one inch dick, yeah. right? And you tried and to stop. You tried to increase hole. it to one point one inches. Well, the, I mean, and I she still didn't feel I, it. I think arguably we had a one inch dick, and the solution for the one inch dick was we thrusted faster. <laughs> so yeah. RPMs don't help you when you got a one inch dick. No. But the idea would be you're not looking at it from the point of view of the guy with the one inch dick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, what I am yeah. looking at it is from the point of view of the woman with a 12-inch pussy. But, but hold, now hold on. Now, on a lot of those... You're seven, assuming that the recipient is a lady. Well, it might be on. a fucking dude with a 12-inch asshole. Fair but, point. Uh, but fair point. To put it into those terms, the 70cc bikes that we did, the Malagutis and the Melissa bikes that we did, I don't know that I would ever recommend a power commander on a 50 or a 70. When we did those bikes, we went from a bike that had an 11,000 RPM red line to a 16,000 RPM red line or a 19,000 RPM red line, which made the bike go from a 50-mile-an-hour bike to a 70-mile-an-hour bike. That's a change. So when you, two-stroke, yeah. too. Yeah, the two-stroke, exactly. And I, think you have, I think a two-stroke yeah. benefits so more from something like that. Who the fuck puts a power commander... On a 50cc ruckus. Oh, not in a ruckus. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people do. I mean, who does that? I did that. And a lot of people do that. And it's a worthless... It's a worthless folly. Well, it's because it's insane. I'm Nobody on the ruckus forums. A lot of people do I was going to say, they <laughs> sell a lot of these. Yeah. I mean, they say, hey, if you're, this thing's so much faster. I'm like, well, you don't have it on a dyno. The Power Commander V. No, I mean, So the really, Power Commander V for the Honda Monkey is... Three hundred and fifty dollars US, right? It's three hundred and fifty bucks. And, and how much is a, a exhaust for the same bike? Also, over three hundred dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I spent thirty five hundred dollars yeah. on yeah. a monkey, you bet your ass I'd spend three hundred fifty bucks on that power. For, that's ten percent right. yeah. of the yeah, cost. But, of the no, thing. but the Why exhaust bigger. No, the exhaust to make that even <laughs> functional is twelve hundred dollars. To make it go faster, better than that power commander, right? And that's true. And just because you right. had a bad experience by, <laughs> I'm not I do saying that. that. If I want to go faster, or ride my Africa Twin, and or that's I'll ride the right whatever, answer. Ride so my... the answer isn't Always the answer the right isn't three hundred and fifty dollars with a power commander <laughs> and three hundred fifty dollars with a pipe. That's seven hundred dollars. Yeah. The answer is buy a seven hundred dollar <laughs> CBR. Buy a $700 Katana. Right, Something right. beeped. Was it the camera? I think, this is I think we off. killed the camera card. No. Well, huh? something beeped, and it's not flashing red it anymore. So I just yeah. disagree with right. you in every single way. That's all right. Oh, that's yeah. full. There we all are. right, so that was it. So that's, that's it, guys. You. That's the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the GoPro says so. All right. So on that, anybody else got anything else? No, hold on. Wait, where are we at? Where at? I can't Smad see. Smad like two hours and 45 minutes. Smad Lees. Smad Lees. Negatory good buddy. All right. Fuck it. Ride fast and take chances. Ba-ba-ba-da-da. Ba, ba, ba,